hear you. Hello. You're live. Hello, live. <laughs> I really Hello. did. I like the I like the uh, the banners. Uh, we incorporate that. Which banners? Oh, that I put up sometimes. No, the these. Oh, our banners. You can put one right next to her. Yeah, let me try that. Like kind of in that middle section. Erin, <laughs> you're back. I am. How does that look? That looks pretty good. Looking good. Looking good. Sweet. Yeah, it looks good. <coughs> the light's right on it too. It looks cool. There we go. Yeah, I yes. got back yesterday afternoon. Stand by. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's spilling the tea with Sandy. <laughs> K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? All right. Wonderful. Fantastical. Um, so happy Monday, everyone. Congratulations to the Cayman Islands Commonwealth Youth Participants. Cayman wins its first medals ever wow. at a Commonwealth Youth Game. Yes, these young people should be super proud of themselves. Um, so they were, won their first medals in the pool at the Commonwealth Youth Games in Trinidad and Tobago on Sunday. Mm -hmm. James Allison, congrats, swam his way to silver medal in the 200 men's free, finishing with a time of 1.50.97. And he collected the first ever Commonwealth Youth Games medal for the Cayman Islands in the pool. All right. Nice. Yeah. So the swimmers uh, performed very, very impressively. And of course, we'd like to say congrats to all of them. Uh, we had Jillian Crooks placing seventh overall in the 50 women's fly. We had um, Harper Barrowman placing eighth overall. And, uh, you know, Soraya Broadbelt did well. All of the young people did an amazing jobs. So congrats to all of them. So we had uh, another celebrity over the weekend here for Pride events at um, Palm Heights, arrested for ganja. Who's that? Um, I've never heard of him, apparently. He is um, a performer by the name of um, Abdul Basti Basit Chitu, <laughs> also known as drag queen Dion Slay, much easier to say. Okay. Mm. And so he appeared in court um, after he got off of a British Airways flight on Tuesday, August the 1st. And, um, you know, again, personal use, arrested by CBC, taken before the same chief magistrate. Now, this is interesting tidbit for you. Find $500 and a conviction was recorded. Ooh. Mm. So people are like, why recorded for him, but not for Gigi? Yeah, that's not that's cool. The, yeah, that's the question we're going to be delving into this morning. One final quick story. The movie Barbie is breaking all sorts of records. Billion dollars at the box office. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. Anyway. Yep. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah I, I'll go see it as well. Those are news, your news headlines. It's beautiful Monday morning. 
All right, enjoy the Monday show with Sandy coming up on Bobo 89.1 FM. We'll see you tomorrow. For All right. Good morning, everyone. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Good morning, good morning, gay man. Rise and shine. Time to wake up. Y'all look like you're moving kind of slow this Monday morning. Wagwan came in. Why are you guys moving slow today? What's going on? I'm wondering. Hmm. Sitting here about to sip on my tea and I'm like, where is everybody? Eh, y'all are slow to rise some mornings. I totally get it. Especially Mondays, honey, Jill. Ugh. Mondays. Actually, it's my favorite day of the week. Personally, I love a Monday. What's going on? The honey child mugs are so popular. Every time I see somebody, they're like, I need a honey child mug. We need to put in like a bulk order because we've been just doing really small orders. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey chill. Mm, mm, mm. So much to talk about in such little time. So we're going to get started. Good morning. Let me see who is saying their good morning greetings today. We've got Miss Vernita up and early at 619 this morning. Irvlin is here at 730. Happy Monday to you too. Patricia Blake is in the house, wishing everyone a great work week ahead. Mr. Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Joining us from the Philippines. Hello, Eddie. What's up? Eddie, you've been touring all over the place. I enjoy living vicariously through you, and um, let me just adjust my camera, just a toops. I enjoy living vicariously through you and seeing all of your um, vacation photos. You've been traveling everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Miss Stacy. Making me laugh this morning. No, sir. I told Miss Stacy, 
I got to give you all this joke. I said to Miss Stacy, when I was in Miami the other day, I bought a, like a pullover jacket. And um, <laughs> I was looking for it this morning and I couldn't find it because these mosquitoes are brutal in the mornings. OMG. Can I just tell y'all, whoa, they're crazy. I mean, you go out there and they're just swarming you and they're biting you everywhere. And oh my God, my arm this weekend, I don't know if y'all can see, but it got so, see one big one right there? It got so many bite marks and then they start swarming around your head. And the worst thing is to hear them buzzing in your ear. So they were buzzing all over my head. And so I thought, okay, in the mornings, I need to armor up. I need a, a like hoodie style, um, you know, top or whatever. So, oh, shoot. Chuck, I know exactly why you're calling me. Hi, Chuck. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I just hit it. <laughs> I, I figured that. Go ahead and do it now. Okay, done. <laughs> Hold on. We're live and radio. Let me okay. let me restart. I can replay my intro. Uh, I, okay. Uh. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo eighty nine point one FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart truth. Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is check things out here hmm that's bizarre um hold on chuck I, I need you to be able to hear me today because i got a lot your playback on your computer is not connecting Ooh, no bueno all right give me one second here i was actually doing a little bit of tweaking on friday looks like i might have over tweaked uh let me just check some stuff here we got uh Oh boy, let me check my settings one second here, Chucky. Um, hmm. that's strange. Good morning, everyone. Uh, let me see what's going on. 
I'm going to replay it again, Shock. Hold on. I want you to stay tuned because I do have some stuff that we need to play today. So, yeah, I was playing around with my settings on Friday, I think. There's a couple of things I needed to tweak. Mm. Okay. Let me let me change this maybe. Audio. We're going to change this to... All right, Chuck, can I replay that? And you can tell me if you can hear it. Can radio listeners let me know if you can hear this song? Okay, something something's going on this morning. Let me just check it out. Hold on one second, Chuck. Let me check one other setting. So this one is, yeah, that's where it should be. Okay, this is weird. Huh. So I didn't really uh, change any of these things over the weekend. So PC settings, mm-hmm. this is bizarre. I don't know what happened. Okay. Um, so that setting, that setting, that should be correct. Hmm. Volume mixer, we've got, um, oh my, I don't know what's going on this morning. Uh, so we got main and main, yes, huh? It's bizarre, Chuck, that you can't hear me, but I kind of think somehow I feel like, um, it should be this one that is somehow different today. All right, hold on one second, let me see. I'll put, oh boy. Okay, can you hear me now? Unwanted echo of use incorrectly. I can hear you talking with the radio coming in over the computer. Hmm. All right, shall we try it one more time? We need to figure this one out because I do have some audio clips I want to play. Uh, let's see. Hold on, Chucky. Thank you for tuning in to another.
right. I don't know what's going on this morning, folks, radio folks, trying to get you all sorted out so we can figure out what this is all about. Um, oh, boy. Audio. Oh, Lordy. Uh, hmm. I literally didn't touch any of this stuff, so I don't really know what's going on. This person says I'm good on their radio. Really? Are you sure? Uh, I can hear you in the radio on Facebook or get Chuck. You're good on my radio. Um, hmm. That sounds suspicious. Good morning, caller. I can, I can, Ooh. I can hear you good on my radio too. You can. Yes, only the music. What kind of low, but no, I hear no. hear you talking. No, no, no. It's not me that, yeah, I see what you're saying. But no, it's not me I want you to hear. I need you to hear the music. Well, the music, well, low, but I hear you talking clear. Mm. And, All right. Okay. Thank you, darling. Okay. Yeah, I know it's, it's actually the music that we need people to be able to hear, though, because then when I'm playing stuff through the computer, you can't hear it. So um, your talking is fine. Yeah, it's just the music, which should be coming over. Huh. Ay, ay, ay. What a heat. Hold on. Let me see if I can figure this out. So we've got the faders. Which one is playlist? Da, 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 da. That's Bluetooth. This is... Um, hmm. So I think it's this one that should be, this is so weird. Um, USB one chat. We've got uh, Bluetooth. Oh boy. Mm-mm. I'm not sure what I did. I, I was trying to fix something the other day. And it looks like instead of fixing something, I may have broken something. And now I don't know what to do. Output routing. Let me see here now. Oh boy. Um. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm totally clueless here. Main mix. All channels will be included in the USB mix output. Mix minus. Oh, Lordy. Hmm. This one is a conundrum, as they say. Uh, don't quite know what to do. All right. Well, if I play anything this morning, this means that you guys might not be able to hear it. Oh, that's too bad. What on earth changed? I didn't change anything on the computer. I was touching the board, trying to fix my Bluetooth on Friday. So what did I do? What did I do? Ah, what a hot mess. Um, All right. We'll, we'll try to see if we can tinker around with it. And um, I'll put... Yeah, no, I know you guys are hearing me. The problem is when I'm playing other stuff, people on the radio can't hear me, and that is a bit of a problem. 
Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not really sure. All right. We'll have to uh, maybe not play anything through the radio today, like anything else other than me. That means you're not going to be able to hear my commercials. I need y'all to hear. <gasps> oh, no. No bueno. Um, hold on. Hold on one second. Give me one more second. Let me try something else here. So... Hmm. Hey, Kevin. Los saluda DJ Yoyo, The Energy. Y estás escuchando The Cold Heart Truth con la voz del pueblo, Sandra Hill. Todas las mañanas, 7:30 AM, only on Bobo in 9.1 FM. So, you guys couldn't hear that very well? No? It's so strange because I think that. I think this channel has moved actually. Hold on, give me one second. I'm gonna try another one. Mga kabayan, nakatutok po kayo sa Cold Hard Truth. Hatid ni Sandy Hill, ang nangungunang talk show sa Cayman. Ang Voices ng Masa. All right. Uh, uh-huh. Output routing. Hmm. So on social media, you guys can hear that. It's just on radio that you can't hear it. You're talking is fine, but there's no music that's coming. No. So, sh- okay. So social can hear it, but talk- but radio can't. Hmm. This is even more bizarre. Um, let me change this. I know this shouldn't be the setting, but Chuck, you might have to tell me. Uh, Yeah, that shouldn't be it. It's like, I know I'm going to change it to this, but then I know that that's not going to be the right setting. Chuck, can I just refresh the radio? Because if people are hearing me otherwise, I'm not sure. Uh, Let me just maybe log out. Sometimes you just have to restart everything. Log out, restart. Um, mm-hmm. All right, it's it's a bit weird. Hmm. All right, hold on. Let me see what's going on here. Uh... The Cold Hard Truth is Cayman's number one talk show since it debuted in March 2020. According to independent research, we are the most listened-to talk show in 2021, and most people prefer us to any other options on island. We tackle tough issues some days, and other times have fun and lighthearted discussions. But most importantly, the cold hard truth is here for yeah, you. Something is Thank definitely you for your support as we continue to be the oh voice of the people in 2022 and uh... beyond. Hold on, hold on, folks, hold on. Let me try it again. I'm gonna change. Okay, that's not the right setting, but at least you guys can hear that on radio. So we'll leave it there for now. And then I think later on we'll have to check with Chuck and see if we can figure this out again. I'm not sure what has changed. The first time you played, it was better. 
the first time I played when. All right, I tell you what, Jack, can I just start over? Can I just, can I just disconnect? And restart? Because everything else is fine. It's just something with the radio. And so I don't know. All right, radio folks, my apologies. We're going to just, <clears throat> sorry. It's supposed to be on a, huh. It's bizarre, but I can't quite figure out what's going on in the radio. I have no clue. Something changed. I don't know what it is. See, I'm trying to listen to myself on the radio, but you guys can hear me. You just can't hear anything else that I'm playing, which is super weird. Okay. Yeah, you can hear fine, but you just can't hear the audio, right? Let me let me play one more. Okay, now you can hear it. Wait a minute. We're going to have to go with that, folks. It's actually not the right setting, but <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, that's actually not the right setting. That I know with a thousand percent certainty, but you know what? If you guys can hear it, then I don't know how to explain it to you. Um, so we're going to just go with it for now and just get the show on the road. I'll have to look at it after the show because I know for sure that ain't it. Mm, mm, mm. What a hot mess. Um, can I get somebody to call me? Because I'm curious now if um, if I can hear calls even. Can somebody call me again? Lord have mercy. Ugh, somebody give me a call. Let's see. If your Bluetooth is on, the feedback will go straight to whatever. No, no, no. That's not the issue. Good morning, caller. Can radio people let me know if they're able to hear this caller? Good morning, caller. I hope so, Sandra. Good I morning. I know, right? <laughs> we need to just get this show going, honey chow. Yeah, but tell them give me a thumbs up now before I go and waste my yeah, time. Yeah, so Gary says good. So I think that they can hear you okay. All right. Okay. All right, Sandra. Thanks, honey. I appreciate it. 
No, no, I'm not finished. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were just—I thought you were just testing. No, no, I—I want to start this show off with this morning. Oh, okay. My name is Curtis Connolly. Yes, Curtis. I live in Cayman Brown. Yes, sir. I did thirty-three and a half years in the fire service. I retired in July twenty fifteen. Okay. Sandra, from when I was twenty years old. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a person that loves cars and dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person that'll buy a car, drive it for a while, where you see that on my social media, mm-hmm. and get sick of it and sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday or Friday, I think it was Friday, I can't remember. Around eight o'clock in the morning, I get this call <clears throat> from this dude saying he wants to see me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, I'll be home in about half hour, four to five minutes. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay. So I said to him, do you need my address and thing? He said, no, I already have it. Oh. I said, okay. So got home. I called him, told him I was home. He didn't answer. He called back. Then mm-hmm. I told him I was home. Mm-hmm. He came, him and another guy. I must say they were nice guys. Decent young men. Mm-hmm. Spoke good. But he mm-hmm. told me that he got a report that I am selling vehicles without a trade and business license. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I say, it's not like I don't have a used car lot and got cars sitting there, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he said he was going to give me a warning notice. Mm-hmm. And if he wanted, he could have even give me a ticket. Oh, but the vehicles I'm selling on is my own vehicles, <laughs> and I'm not mm-hmm. doing it for a business. I, I'm a person that, like, right now I bought a truck that had a little bit of problems, so mm-hmm. I bought the truck and fixing the problems, and then sometime I'll keep it or I'll just say, you know what, I can just sell it and get something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Mm. A lot of people call me and say that it's my personal vehicle, so. Mm-hmm. They can't be doing that. Mm. So, you know, I would like to know from some. You want, you want, my, you want my take on it? Because I can probably help you out a little bit. Yeah, well, so, anybody's take, yeah. <laughs> take on it. So yeah. I, I can see why they believe and they think that you are um, running a business. Because I think the definition of operating a business. And this is a little bit of like a gray area. It's like people who have, say, for example, I have some used clothes, right? And I'm selling my used clothes on marketplace or whatever. But if every Mm -hmm. single weekend I am doing, um, even if it's a yard sale, there are people who Uh will say, oh, because of the frequency at which you're doing this, this just isn't a one-off or a two-off sort of thing. This is you Uh consistently selling your clothes every single weekend. So that then becomes a business. Whether you make a profit or not isn't the point mm. because of course there are lots of businesses that never make a profit, right? So they're mm. not looking at whether or not you're making a profit or even if that's your intention. But I do believe that what has happened, Curtis, and I chuckle because every single time I look at your um, mm. Facebook page, you are selling a new vehicle. So it does I'll appear- one in about three weeks too. <laughs> so they'll give me another ticket. So it, it does appear though, like if you're selling four vehicles a month, and you continue to sell four vehicles a month. It can't be that you personally own, this is what people are thinking, 
it can't be that you personally own four vehicles a month that you're turning around that quickly and then selling. You know what I mean? So I think in your yeah. case, it is a frequency situation. Like why on earth is Curtis obtaining all these vehicles, flipping them and selling them? Because that's exactly what it is that you're doing. I mean, I don't know how long you're keeping each one yeah. and how many you have in your arsenal. But to be mm -hmm. fair to DCI, I think that they do have a point. And listen, it's only $75 for us here. I don't even know in Cayman Brack if you guys pay anything to get in a business Brack license. I can do it. Yeah, yeah just get a business license. Like, you know, but a lot of people call me and say, God, that's your personal vehicle. So yeah, but I, I, I mean, it's like I, I could be selling my personal stuff. But again, if I'm doing it with a degree of frequency, then it's like, okay, has that now become a business? Yeah, you become shop with me. Don't, don't drop a first one and notice of me. And he actually told me mm -hmm. that he could have given me a ticket that I had to go to court if he if, if he wanted. Mm. Oh, mess. I, I, would, but, uh, I would say, you know, this is one of those things. It's $75. Lord knows government needs the money. Um, and you know, it, it is a sort of questionable thing. You'd be in uh, full compliance if you just paid your $75 and that's it. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I don't you mind can, you can, that yeah, about you the can sell all the vehicles you want after that. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, that okay, one's solved. <laughs> yeah, all, all right, right, my dear. Have a good one. All right, cool. I'm still trying to get over this little flu. Um, I, yeah, I, oh, all right. That one was easy. And I do think, you know, like I said, in all fairness to DCI, I can definitely see, because here's the thing, Curtis. I mean, he, that might not be his intention, but there are a lot of people who import vehicles. And I want to talk about this because funny enough, I was just talking to a girlfriend about this yesterday, about people who are even in the car rental business, have no insurance they haven't set it up properly. Like one guy is letting his friend use his business license. And it's like all sort of a conundrum until something happens, right? And then it's like, oh, was that person actually running a business? They should have had car insurance. They're, they're renting out these cars to people. Like you have to, I suppose, um, really understand what makes it a business and what doesn't. And sometimes I think it's not always crystal clear. Uh, but I do think in the case of Curtis, I mean, if I were an outsider looking at just the volume of stuff that he's selling in terms of vehicles, I would say that that's a business. Even if it's, even if it's his personal cars, I mean, you can't sell five cars a month and go, well, I just have five cars every single month. You know, I don't even know where Curtis gets all these vehicles from, man. He's like loaded with vehicles. But if you need a car on that note, <laughs> go check Curtis's page. Um... At 22 hours ago, he's got up a dad, a Dodge Ram. Is that a Dodge Ram? No, that's a Chevy. Oh Lord, I'm the worst of cars. Chevy something or another. A little SUV, black. Go, go call Curtis. Um, because <laughs> he's yeah, I mean, he's always got something, but you know what? Just pay the $75. It's one of those things where nobody's gonna hassle you after after that. Um, but child, he be selling Hondas, BMWs. Tahoes, all sorts of stuff he's got for sale. Oh, look at your cute little princess. She's so happy. She's so cute. All right. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. And hopefully everybody can hear good, you. Good, good morning. Yes. Yes, Andy. That was like that was the right um suggestion or, or, or you know, selling Curtis. But you know what, Sandy, really mm -hmm. is that we as Caymanians are the mm -hmm. ones that gets the of the stick. You mm -hmm. understand? 
Because when you look around again, man, and you see a, every corner, you see somebody, whether they're selling food out of the, mm-hmm. out of the um, trunk mm-hmm. or whether they're on the sidewalk every weekend selling fried fish yes. as fish fry mm-hmm. or whether they're out there selling clothes that is online mm-hmm. and majority of them are not our people mm. they come in they see every nationality mm-hmm. and that that does it because they see that there's a way to make money mm-hmm. yes curtis yes i suggest to be right to be um you know contribute your portion then nobody can't come and touch you and say that what you're doing is illegal but I, what I want to say to DCI is that Curtis is a little fry. Mm. He is a little fry in the big ocean out there that doing all sorts of businesses, mm-hmm. you know, and we Caymanians, small restaurants, you know, businesses are suffering because of the lack of police and enforcing to, um, to 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 came uh, you know to the people home so mm-hmm. yeah um I agree with you Sandra tell them mm-hmm. to do it but we need we need that protection from from all walks of businesses you got mm-hmm. people pulling up on on your driveway saying hey um you want your yard cut you where are they for that mm-hmm. you see people dragging lawnmowers through the town stop them say hey where's your business license mm-hmm, some are mm-hmm. just just come into the country do what they want to do mm-hmm. but people that are known like myself or the smaller little businesses like curtis that's you know retired he needs to live and if he's doing well then so be it but mm-hmm. yes curtis curtis and everyone else there <clears throat> Get on a business license. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only $75 because remember years ago they lifted the fee, which it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, to be honest, because by them it lifting is, the fee, it is. so many it new is. new Caymanians have jumped on the bandwagon of, of obtaining a business license. And God knows a lot of them are just non-compliant. They're the ones that we're having so many issues with yeah, in have, terms of, of too, work permits and, and taking out permits for people that don't have no work. And, you know, it's it's a hot mess. They, they really, yeah, let, me, let me say this about DCI. You know, I think that, you know, they're in the business of issuing license licenses, I suppose. But I really, really, really need to find out who's in charge of enforcement because their enforcement sucks. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I don't know if in law they feel like they don't have the power to do what they need to do. But honestly, their enforcement leaves a lot to be desired. You know, there are people out there running around doing all sorts of stuff. And once you have breached, um, I mean, I, it's so interesting that Curtis told us the process because I didn't even know that they could find you or give you a notice or whatever. Because sometimes I wonder if any of these, like I said, mostly newcomers who are abusing the system, if they ever get fined or what happens they to never. them. They never. They don't I mean, I hear some of them have appeared in court, you know, not... Um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? They've appeared in court and not having their, um, for not having insurance on these vehicles and stuff like that. But my goodness, we need to. Yeah, but, but anyway, um, then I'd like to, to, to Curtis. Next time you see him or hear from him, I hope he, I hope they grant it to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll rubber stamp it. I mean, I must say, I don't, um, in all fairness to DCI, 
I don't think that they put, and this is to the board now, I suppose, I don't think that they put a lot of effort into scrutinizing applications. It's like, okay, if you meet the very minimum criteria, you supply evidence that you're Caymanian, whatever, then they're fine with it and boom. Um, somebody else says all these mobile car washes. Thank you, Miss Darlene. Okay, bye-bye. Somebody talked about all the mobile car washes and there, there's so many, you know, there's, there are people, for example, who um, have, uh, they're doing the every weekend out, out at the gas stations in Eastern Avenue. You guys know that we have reported those before. They're out there having yard sales. It's not just a yard sale when you're doing it every single weekend. And I think that, um, again, that becomes a problem. And unfortunately, I'm looking for some tissue here. I feel my sinus is starting to, whew. Unfortunately, um, most of those people uh, are not even Caymanians. <laughs> so the irony of it is certainly not lost in me, but Lord, we got to talk about it some more. Um, so I'm trying to get over this flu. I was telling y'all before I realized that <laughs> there was an issue. I was telling Miss Stacy that these mosquitoes are killing me in the morning when I have to walk Zeus, like literally biting me alive. And I bought a jacket when I was in Miami the other day that's kind of like, it doesn't have a hoodie onto it, but I need to find one with a good hoodie so I can cover my ears, my eyes, everything. Cause these swarming mosquitoes are killing me. But look at, I, I was saying to Miss Stacy, I sent her WhatsApp and I'm like, I'm looking for this like jacket, hoodie, whatever. Um, and um, this is what she must me. She's like, is this what you're looking for? Let me tell you all those of you watching online, this is a little swim thing for Zeus. So when we take him, he hasn't been in the water yet. Coming up soon, honey child. You know, he this is an island, so he have to get in that ocean. But this is his little swim vest. So she's like, is this what you're looking for? I'm like, uh, I don't think I can wear that, Miss Stacy. <laughs> I probably couldn't wear that since I was born. No, that's for the dog. That one's not for me. Um, somebody's asking if Curtis can say who gave him the notice. He said, no, he doesn't think it's fair to name them. So, um, yeah. All right. So let, let's get some of the fun stuff out of the way and then we're going to move on to some more serious discussions. Um, somebody's lost a passport, a Bolivian passport. So if anybody finds a passport, a uh, driver's license, what they're asking, can you please report for me? Lost my passport, ID, driver's license, paper for my car, credit card at Baden Town, Carmen Boulevard, last night around 7.30 p.m., August the 6th. And the person is Policarpo Nunez Slorzano. So Polo has lost all of his stuff. My gosh, how do you lose all that stuff? mess okay um kevin says let's have a mosquito segment oh lord Ugh. all i need to know is how to run away from these mosquitoes honey child because they are ridiculous i have so many mosquito bites again all over my arms and then they like to swarm my head and oh and i'm like trying to kill myself slapping them around well i'm trying to kill them but end up slapping my own self in the head go figure all right I just need an effective repellent. Like what can I put on uh, other than a hazmat suit that can protect me from these pesky mosquitoes? They are just uh, disgusting. All right, let me let me not think about mosquitoes right now. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I uh, they get under my skin, literally. Morning caller. 
Sandra Megan, I don't like calling Mac yeah. twice, but I just wanted to clarify something. Yeah. I I didn't take it as a business because I just like doing it. But yeah. You, you know what is so funny and, and what got me thinking, mm-hmm. and I hope it's not this way. Mm-hmm. But if you remember Tuesday when you had the topic on the um Shanghai or whatever new vehicles. Oh yes. I called in and I said, who would be so crazy to buy a Shangan vehicle? Ah. And then I said, the only thing worse than that is voting for Park government. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this isn't a retaliation from this. No, no, no. I, I hope not. No, I hope not. I don't think so. Um, I, yeah, I but honestly... Someone actually reported it, but... It, if yeah. it's not them, I, I know where else it's coming from. But, Probably your friend. It, you it, know who tell me you drunk all the time. <laughs> it, no, it's not her, man. It's not her. It's not her. No, yeah, I, I don't um I don't I don't think so at all, to be honest. I most people probably didn't even hear that comment from you. I got it and I laughed, but I don't yeah. think I don't think most people even heard it. <laughs> no, a lot of people heard it because they called me and, and no, they, they no, no. Listen, first of all, DCA wouldn't be working that fast. Y'all don't know what planet you live on, but they don't move that quickly. Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but I still don't like the pocket woman. Well, you don't you don't have to like him. That's your that's definitely know, your choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, honey. All right. Thanks. No, I don't think it's anything like that. I think that it's just one of those cases where I mean, let's be honest, Curtis, you do post everything on social media. And I think you got quite a few friends now. So or frenemies, as the more appropriate term might be. So yeah, somebody always watching you, honey child. Listen, you you'd be surprised who watching. You just don't even know. Morning caller. Yeah, morning, Sandy. So I mean that if, for example, I got a couple of cars, four or five cars laying around and I want to fix them up to sell them and get it out of my yard, I mean, I have to get a business license for that too. Well, if it's an ongoing enterprise, you see, that's the difference. If you fix four or five cars, that's a one-off thing, right? You're done after the five cars. That's different. If it's ongoing every single week or every single month, you're selling four or five cars, then there's no way you could have... 50 cars all parked in your house or whatever, at some point it does cross the line and they would consider it a business. Well, wouldn't it be ongoing if it take two or three years before I sell all of the cars? If you had five cars in two or three years, no one is going to tell you you get a business license. But Curtis is selling it a lot more frequent than that. So I think that that is why he's come under scrutiny. All right. Well, yeah. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. So I do think it's a matter of frequency. Um <laughs> I, oh Lord, y'all make me laugh with these comments here this morning. Yeah, I do think that it's a matter. Good morning, sir. Good morning, teacher. I call you teacher. You know who you are. Um, yes. So I do think it's like I said, if I have, you know, I'm clearing out my closet and I do a little, you know, clearing out of, uh, what do you call it? A little yard sale. But if every single weekend I'm up my yard having yard sale, then that's a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Y'all talking about you want me to put people in Marl Road jail? I don't even know. Does Marl Road have a jail? Child, we don't have a jail. You know, we have a permanent banishment. <laughs> we don't even give you a chance to come out of jail on Marl Road. Once you once you once you go in, you're not coming back out. That's a life sentence. <laughs> Strong Will says, I think it's his neighbors, his own people, bad-mindedness. Probably. I mean, listen, if if 
if it wasn't for bad mindness, Caymanians wouldn't have no mind none at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. We are, um, we are some of the most bad-minded people. I mean, I hate to say this because in all honesty, a lot of Caymanians are wonderful people, whatever, but we kind of bad-minded still. If we had to be honest, y'all don't like to see people doing nothing that you can't do yourself. And um, it happens. Uh-huh. Oh, mess. Minded, bad mindedness can kill y'all. <laughs> That's why they, they have a saying like, oh, don't let people know what you're doing, you know, because once once they know what you're doing, they're going to be trying to stop you. And there's some truth to that. I don't know if it's really a key man. And it's just human nature job. People just petty, jealous and ridiculous. Um, You know, all you can do is just move with grace, honey child. Move with grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it happens. I remember when I started my little real key business, child, everybody was complaining, not everybody, not the customers saving money, but certainly the telecoms were running to Offreg complaining at the time. And Offreg was like, get a life is <laughs> basically what they told them. Like, you know, y'all really think Sandy can be taking any business from you? Get a life and go focus on your core business. Get that right. And you wouldn't have to worry about competition or worry about your customers. Oh, Lord. Since then, we've made some legal changes to it so that, um, you know, I'm not running afoul of any laws because, you know, they always be like, mm, we keep an eye on you. Um, the customer takes full control of their systems. But yeah, trust me, it, poor Curtis, but it is what it is. Like I said, just go get the license. $75, give it to government, honey chill. Um, so this weekend... It was the first Saturday of the month. So you guys know I went and spent some time with the seniors by Uncle Rene's Old Timers um, Corner down there off School Road. Some new people, some new faces were there. It was good to see new people finding it and coming out. So I got some birthday gifts. I wanted to share with y'all what I got. So first of all, my uncle gave me a copy of this book. And it's so funny because this is my second copy in less than a week. <laughs> I think that's telling me something. See this here? Um, oh, this is my little post-it note. This book, Miss um, Susie Soto gave me a copy last weekend when I interviewed her as well. And this is a history of turtlers and schooners. And folks, we're going to be reading this book. I don't know if y'all love to read, but I'm going to be reading to you because there's so many amazing pictures and oh, look at the turtles. Oh my God. But, you know, one of those history books. And so there's a few people there. I'm in awe of people who have such a grasp of Caymanian history and such amazing memories because I can't remember nothing, honey, chill. But some of these people are so amazing with their recollection and the things that they know. And you know how they learned all this? It's oral history. That is why those Cayman um, voices series to me are so important because we get a lot of snippet, a little snippet, I should say, of that oral history and we get to record it. You know, like somebody said, the one with Miss Susie, they're like, surely Sandy, you're doing a part two because she's not even scratched the surface in terms of her contributions to this country and the things that she's done, especially in the world of tourism. You know, um, from her Tortuga Club back in East End. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that interview, folks, please make some time to do so. Little interesting things like when she said, you know, um, when they first came here, 
talking about bad mindedness. Apparently, bad mindedness has always existed. So they wanted to purchase land. This is in the early 60s on or find out how to set up on Sedma Beach. And they were told there was no no more land on Sedma Beach to be had. Now y'all know that that was a lie. <laughs> I don't know who told them that back then, but that was a big lie. It's like, mm, really? Before the tourism boom, there was no land on Sedma Beach, child please. Anyway, um, they went to East End instead. And, you know, she said it turned out to be quite a blessing. The East End people needed it. They hired East Enders, hired Caymanians. And she said they only hired Caymanians for many, 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 many years. And I was like, really? I mean, granted, back then, it's not like you had the same population that you do now. But if people are desirous of hiring Caymanians, I think a lot of good effort, especially in tourism, can be made on that front. Of course, a lot has changed and a lot of our people no longer see tourism as a viable industry. Y'all want to be able to put on a shirt and tie and go sit up in the bank and make less money. Look into tourism jobs, honey child. They'd be making good money. So anyway, this is my second copy of this book. I don't think he signed it. I should have gotten him to sign it. Miss Susie signed hers. She put a little note in hers. So now I have two copies of this book. Thank you very much. Um, and Miss Vernice made me some handmade um, items. So she's into arts and crafts. Y'all look at this. And this, oh, hold on now. So, you know, yes, like a little crest here. Isn't that pretty? And then she says, um, she signed it, Miss Vernice Miles. I love it. So thank you so much for my early birthday presents. And um, let me just see now. My, my husband's messaging me about my daughter's birthday. Uh, he's like, don't forget. Gotta do a little party for her. I'm not even doing anything for my birthday this year. I think it's a crying shame. And then um, somebody else got me this 16-piece bathroom set. Isn't that adorbs? So cute. Thank you. Thank you to all of my old timers clubs members. They were um, having such a good time. And then I got the pleasure of, so I told you guys, since it was my birthday month, I was going to be um, treating everybody to, to lunch because they always have little snacks and stuff. Now, because I was under the weather, me and kitchen never meet. So I did not cook anything, but that doesn't stop me from having food now. So I made sure I went all out on the food. We had mac and cheese and two different types. We had rotisserie chicken, fried chicken, all kind of stuff, cornbread. Uh -huh. You know, if I was in full form, I would have been in the kitchen slaving away and cooking some good food. But anyway, we had a great time, good um, company, of course. And um, I also had the opportunity to uh, play bingo. Well, I was the, the roller. Is that what you call the person calling out the numbers? <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I called out all the numbers, and that was just so much fun. And it occurred to me that I haven't played bingo in a minute, but I actually quite enjoy playing bingo. So I think I'm going to get myself a little bingo set um, to have around the house. Because sometimes we have like a game night, and uh, my husband loves to play Ludi. Chal, if you're not a Jamaican, you might not even know what Ludi is. But we have a Ludi board. And um, I bought that for him years ago, and he has sure made good use of that. You know, I used to play a lot of dominoes. Not that I was particularly good, but I really enjoy dominoes. And I had a custom table that I had made. All right, let me tell you all something about me. If you don't know this about me, I'm going to tell you. When I get into something, oh, girl, honey, chill, I gives it my all. I'm that kind of person. Mm -hmm. I remember when I got into bowling. <laughs> 
I'm the person who goes out and buys my own bowling ball and my own bowling bag and my own bowling shoes. You would have thought I was a pro when I showed up. You're like, what, girl, mess with you until you saw me bowl. And then you're like, oh, shit, mm, girl, you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just love it. I just like immerse myself into it <laughs> and I really get into it. Same thing with like tennis and squash. I had to go get my rackets and my this and my that and my shoes, my squash shoes. And, eh, you know, what's what's life without really going deep sometimes? Um, so I say that to say this. Uh, when I came back to the island and I discovered dominoes and I was like, oh, my God, this is like the best game ever. And I love people who can really read and play. That ain't me. I'm mostly matching and I watch a little bit of like body language. You know, I'm trying to, oh, is that, is there a little twinkle in your eye uh, when you, like, you're looking at me? Because I'm like, oh, you got that last piece of aid or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. I see you trying to block the game. You know, it's just so much fun. But I had my own custom Domino's table that I ordered from some guy in Puerto Rico, or I think it was. <laughs> it was a beautiful table. It had Cayman Islands on it. Of course, I had to put her flag on it. It was sturdy and foldable. They had the little cup holders. I've never seen a table like that since. And let me see if I can find it. And I must tell you that um, I know I've got some pictures on Facebook. Let me see. I'll, I'll find one. But yes, honey child, that was like the best little Domino's table. Aha. I told you I'd find it. Look, yeah. Hold on now. Let me show y'all back in the day, boy. This is way back in, oh, Lord, 14 years ago. Back in 2008, here I was at the Domino's table trying to pretend like I could really play, looking all serious. But this was the Domino's table. Look at this. And I used to go down by Miss Sheena's, and a uh, big shout out to Sheena and Miss, um, oh God, what's Sheena's mom's name was it? Miss B- Miss Betty. And we would play, but child, they, they, they would play all at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, even 14 years ago, I wasn't up for that, honey child. By one o'clock, I was like, okay, I, I got to go home now. I'm tired. <laughs> but there was my, it said, I love Cayman in the middle. There was my little Domino's table, child. And um, anybody recognize these young men? I think these are cousins of cousins. This is a family party. That looks like JJ. Miss um, Aline, is, are these your boys? I think one of them is JJ. You know, I could swear that that is him. Them East Enders, they can play too, you know. So anyway, I had that and I actually had customized dominoes as well that said, I love came out on them. And oh, Lord, these were the good old days for me 14 years ago, the good old days. So listen, um, one lady used to play with us all the time down by Miss Betty. I'm not going to call her name. And she loved that dominoes table more than me. Trust me. And so one day she was like, um, Sandy, can I have your Domino's table? And I was like, you want my Domino's table? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. So I just gave her the Domino's table. And I tell you what, I think she put it to good use. I don't know if she still has it because it was really of good quality. But um, yeah, back in the day, honey, Joe, we used to play us a lot of Domino's. I don't know where I found the time, but I sure did. But anyway, so even sometimes now we, um, I, I need to see if I can maybe order that table again. It was a nice little table. We have a regular plain Domino's table now with no no decorative stuff on it. But yeah, you can get the customized Domino's. I think I even ordered my uncle because, you know, my uncles, uh, Raymond and then maybe even Uncle Rennie, 
they used to go and represent K-Man um, playing darts and dominoes and whatever. They were actually really, really good. And so I think I might have gotten him some custom dominoes at one time as well. But anyway, those were the good old days, honey chill. I'm here reminiscing. But yes, I kind of immersed myself into certain things. Mm -hmm. So the next thing that I'm going to be immersing myself into, I see it coming, is when I get back into pickleball, um, I'm going to start trying to play this week. So if I can sustain it for a little bit, and you know, this is going to help me with the weight loss too, because child running up and down that court, not no joke now, that's a couple calories well you're going to be expending. Um, I could see myself getting a little custom pickleball paddle. They're nice. Honey mm-hmm. chill. Uh-huh. As I get older, though, I'm less likely to really immerse myself in these things because then I think, oh, Sandy, whatever happened to the whole bowling phase? I went through the phase and then boom, it was done. You know, I still might have squash rackets around the place. I don't even know. Not playing squash anymore because I kind of rough on the knees. Um, so I'm less likely as I get older, I think I mellow out with these things. I'm less likely to immerse myself into it. But anyway, now thank you, um, everyone who gave me early birthday presents. My birthday is not until the 18th of the month. Gigi is coming up in a couple days. So we got to get her sorted out first. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Hello, honey chill. I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm a little salt of this morning. Oh, geez, I'm peace. You yes, know, oh, yeah. salt, not good for your pressure. What's going on? No, well, I'm a little salt. I hear your point. I think you gave him good advice, but I'm a little ticked off because I completely agree with Sterling. They got sent to every manion, but nobody else. Um, since we're doing all sorts of um, enforcement and um, sightseeing, because clearly somebody's watching what he's doing on social media. Yeah. Um, feels that um well he's conducting a business. Um, if that's what it is, like you said, it's seven five dollars, and I think that would be the board enforcement for everybody i agree but um i got a different little plug this morning since they are monitoring social media mm-hmm. they may want to go and monitor that uh ky finders nannies or whatever because um if you took out a work permit for somebody who you said that you needed i'm i've just arrived to the island and i'm available for work um what happened to the person who took out your work permit that said that they needed you so mm-hmm. if we crack and down across the board, we need to, we, we cracking down, we need to crack down all across the board. What we continue to do is import poverty into this country, create situations that allow people to be completely right for exploitation, and then cry and say, oh, people being mistreated. When And I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that this is okay. But they know exactly what they're coming into. People make it seem as though if it ain't happening in Cayman, it ain't happening at all. And some of them come here full well-knowing and understanding the condition and situation that they are coming into and still get up and complain about roaming. Mm-hmm. Some, people, some people would rather come here and live in a condition that they wouldn't die in in their own country for the idea of what they think could be. But nobody thinks about what it couldn't be. Nobody considers that. It's like 
I don't know. They must be thinking that we don't want a cheese in the box. Y'all just sticking it off. I'm telling mm-hmm. Everyone breaking up. And you start talking about madam, I'm available. I'm not talking to the people whose helpers are who, who are tra- transitioning out of meeting um, non is helpers or domestic helpers or whatever you want. Right? I'm talking about those people who are mm-hmm. I'm talking about the people who, and they know who I'm talking to, but they know themselves are taking out work from Mr. people because they think that they're helping them and they're creating a worse situation. They're increasing our population with people who don't have the means to contribute to themselves, let alone mm-hmm. um, to the economy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just put that little plug over there. Ben, what, yeah, no, I, I, listen, I, I, I agree with you. I think that if we're going to, if we're going to do compliance, you know, we do, do it, we do it for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I, I am insulted and I'm I'm not going to lie to y'all. I am definitely insulted when they be coming after Caymanians, when I know a lot of non-Caymanians or, really? or newer really? Caymanians who are out there doing a whole lot of mess. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And, and, and to the people driving mm. around serving food out of ice coolers in the back of their car, that's unsanitary. Can DEH look into that, please? Yes. I'm tired of it. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely disgusting. Yep. Yes, some who may have converted their whole garage into a semi-bakery. Speaking of which, yes, honey, child, I can make a phone call this morning. Thank you, caller. Yeah. You just reminded me of something. Yeah, so um, if we go and crack down and be compliant and look all legit, then let's get it all, all the way yeah. together. Yeah, I reckon they don't have enough compliance officers. We need, to, we need to get it all the way together because I'm sick of seeing people higgling and haggling on the side of the road every other day, higgling and haggling out of their car trunk, higgling and haggling on Facebook. I'm tired of seeing it. So if we're going to crack down, let's do it across the board. Not yes. just the camera. Thank you, caller. Thank you, caller. People um, drive nothing down in the car wash car, but doing construction, yeah, them too. Yeah. I reckon that they need more compliance people, to be honest, um, as well. But, you know, since since we're having this conversation, I wasn't really going to go down this uh, situation yet. But you know what? Y'all bear with me. Let me see if I can get this young man on the phone because I believe in compliance a thousand percent. But I also think that, again, as the previous callers have said, let's be fair. It shouldn't just be Caymanians that they're going to target when it comes to compliance. And let me be clear. I don't think... Um, that DCI is doing this. I think that bad-minded people are the ones who are then reporting it to DCI. And of course, DCI is like, well, at some point they better try and do their job and, and you know, get somebody. But y'all know how on a Sunday I've talked about how I love to take a little drive out east. I mean, that's the thing, right? Caymanians, like I remember before I even left Cayman, my aunt, uh, Adonia, used to take us to East End all the time. As a little girl, I always thought that was such a long drive. I was like, oh, my God, East End is so far. For a George Towner, back in those days, it seemed far. And then it would be, um, like, I always thought East End looked like it was high up on a cliff. Like, you know, there is a little piece that seems a little bit more elevated than the rest of the island. But anyway, it was a thing. She's from East End. She would take us kids, you know, take me along with her two children, visit her family, whatever, and you'd get some good cook food up East End and just hang out and whatever. So I think I have some some childhood memories from that. I love a little drive out to East End on a Sunday. So lately I've been going to Jimmy and what is Jimmy's last name? Is he a McLean? Uh anyway, you know Jimmy, he's a young man with the patch. Um 
And he does a fantastic soup on the main road on Fridays. And then Sundays, he takes it, what they call Nissan, I guess, back road or whatever, down by his house that he's building. And he has a whole little set up there. I mean, you can get um, Kurikunk. Does he do Kurikunk? Well, I know he does the the um, steam kunk, which is amazing. Oh, my God. I could have some right now. It is so spicy. This would, That would just clear up my sinuses, Naina. Hold on. I called Jimmy on the phone. Jimmy got some good food, honey child. He does, you know, fish, steam, um, steam fish, fried fish, fritters, all kind of stuff. Hello? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I have you on the radio because we were talking about, um, ironically enough, business licenses this morning and enforcement and this sort of thing. So, of course, my mind turned to your situation. I wanted to sh- you to share with our listeners because I was just talking about how good your food is. Tell us again what you be doing on a Sunday, honey child. Put in a shameless plug. You have the um, the uh, conk that I like. Um, the roast conk. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the best. Roast conk. You got fried fish. What else? You got soup. Steamed fish. Mm-hmm. Jarred chicken mm-hmm. and um, uh, the, 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 the conk soup. Yes. So all good food. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing it down um, that area? Is uh, back road? Line, yeah, survival road. Yeah. Yeah. But how- um, three, three to four years. That was it. My God. The pandemic. So three mm-hmm. to four years. Um, is that when mm-hmm. you started the soup on Fridays as well at the front of the road? No, no that's a different thing. I create something different on a Sunday. You no, know, I create this one named Rose Sunday. Okay. The, you know the idea that the people could come in relaxed and get away from the long week, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I call it the Rose Sunday because everything is in the file paper, you know? Right. Something different from everybody else, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So um, I got a message about a couple of weeks ago because normally I try to come up, you know, every week or every other week to see you because Chad, that, yeah, that can't yeah. be so good. But um, yeah, I got a little good. message that there's something that was going on with you and you had been shut down. So tell us yeah, what exactly lady, happened. One lady keeps me from um, the enforcement over there. So the, um, they got some calls. Some complaints about but I doing this food now. I got no license and stop different little stuff. But I tell her I got license and mobile. Yeah. Friday and Saturday out the road and Sunday by my land, you know what I mean? That uh-huh. I got mobile because I got a trailer. Uh-huh. So that like you now come and say, I need you to cook for my husband. That I got mobile. But they say no true, I doing it by the house with this and that. So all right, cool. I said, all right. I won't go the right way. Got a lot of people behind me with the food, you know what I mean? So I gonna go uh-huh. the right way. Got the license. I got a license right now in the kitchen and almost a month I still can't open. Because they gotta go to this so, one, they gotta go to um, that. So basically what they told you then is your mobile license wasn't good enough for what you were doing on Sundays or what? Something like that they were trying to say. They say, what are you doing on a Sunday? Uh-huh. And the people sitting down, I need another license for that. Because the people in there sitting down. Uh-huh. So up there by the line, it's like a residential. It, it's so much team to this. Like I go in crazy. I don't even know which way to go, where to come back. So I got some people trying to work on it, you know, trying get it sorted but right you know you know oh it's because you put little it's because you put little benches out there for people to be comfortable they're saying it's no longer mobile yes yeah so on the new license i have now it's a restaurant something Mm. about a restaurant or something like that you know what you know what you should have done just pick up the seats and you could have still kept my operating but 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 now i was trying but now i was trying to do so I was the guy that helped me dealing with it. I said, well, buggy, remove the benches. Yeah. But a lot of the customers tell me now, if I move the benches, they're not coming because that, the they like to, to sit down. To the yeah. And they like to sit down. So if I can move the benches, they're not going to support me no more. Mm. So, you know, I, 
what a mess. What to do now, and it's all about the customers. You know what I mean? Yeah, of so course. I don't know what to do right now. Some people say they're not gonna come in, and I got a bench in there because they leave from town where it's better to come and sit yeah. down. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Get their food and go in their car. That don't make no sense. Wow. So you know what I mean? I in a tight spot right now. You know what I mean? Um. So, so I I don't understand why. Um. <laughs> My God! I mean, they they couldn't they couldn't work with you and allow you to continue <laughs> to um... yeah, exactly. Other people are there robbing and doing all kind of thing, and I don't know, I don't know. It does make me want to give up. I tell the truth, but well, don't 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 give up because um, yeah, don't give up. Can I tell you what? The the food is is amazing. I mean, you know, I like yeah, I said, I, I love it. I love the the soup. It's more like a chowder, but I absolutely love your soup and stuff. So. Don't give up. Um, you know, a lot of times it's unfortunate that these obstacles are put in our way, especially as Caymanians. But follow the process, as you say. You want to be compliant. Yeah, I try the best. Yeah, I try and be the best because you know, if I don't get it right, I know it down the line somebody else will call or do something. <sighs> yeah, try and get it right. You know what I mean? But exactly. Doing it the right way look like you're going. Uh, I don't know when I go, and I don't know. So, somebody want to know, know about where you, where you getting your kunk from? <laughs> Is it because it not kunk season or what? <laughs> <laughs> special order man. A special order all right make, yeah, make, make make sure you're compliant with that one too because you know they're gonna be yeah, watching oh it yeah oh yeah we good man we good man yeah man, <laughs> yeah, right. man. we got all kind of people we got different things from you know yeah yeah uh, yeah i spent a lot of money on that you know when the time for it you know that's good buy a big bulk one time you know all from right. different people from east to west uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So all right my love that, you know? Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Just wanted to check in with Hi. you. And once yeah, you once man, you I get it sorted out, you let me know because I'll be back. Yeah. All right, no problem. You see the post whenever we get everything sorted. Yeah, okay, there. All right, all right you good. Too, You're welcome. All, all right. right, there. Right. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. This is Dexter here. Hey, I just Dexter. got back from, from Honduras. Yes, sir. How was your trip? It was great. Yes, it was good. very spiritual and rewarding. But nice. that's what, what I call you about. That can be another time. Um, I've been to, God knows, must be 20 different places in my life. I'm 76, 76 years here. I haven't had any problem with immigration at all. But I just want to... Um, to tell you what happened when I was leaving the airport uh, to come back and came in Airways on Friday, I um, okay. I presented my my documents to this immigration officer, and she was reluctant to give me. You know, after a couple about ten minutes, she had was holding on to my passport. So I said, "What happened?" Javier, uh, who works at Al Thompson's, he um, his wife was right there, and, and she said, "What happened?" He said that I didn't. Uh, they had no record that I had met the immigration officer when I came in to Honduras, and that was a lie. When I arrived, mm-hmm. I was standing in line, so one someone. Um, from the immigration section, taking me on to go to the front of the line because Javier and his family had he had five in his family, three children and wife. And I spoke to Reba Dilbert, who was going on. She was in transit to um, 
Benico. Mm-hmm. And she went, um, they they were helping her because she was in a wheelchair. So after she went, then I went to this immigration officer, woman, and she um, she was on the phone. She was looking up her com- on her computer. I was there for about over five minutes. Mm-hmm. She handed me my um, my passport, and I didn't check to see if it was stamped. You so know, how many so let me have... let me just be clear. This is coming back into Cayman. No, this was when I was arrived. So I wanted to paint a picture, the whole scenario. Oh. And um, she was on the phone. The immigration officer was on the phone uh, talking, and she was fiddling around with her computer. Afterwards, she gave me her pass, uh, give me my passport. Mm-hmm. And I said, is everything okay? She shook her head and she signaled me to go, you know, to go and pick up my suitcase. I was there for two weeks. And Friday when I was ready to uh, go on through the immigration, went, um, it, it, no problem at all with Cayman Airways. Mm-hmm. I went um, and presented my passport to her, and she she told uh, Avia's wife because she's asked what was wrong. She said that I had never checked into the immigration, and it was the same woman. It was the same immigration officer that checked me and Avia uh, and his family um, when we came in. So hmm. Alvier's wife said to her, hmm. but you but you were the same one that checked us through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, she, yeah, I um I remember you, but she couldn't remember me. Christ, I look like I, I look like um Colonel Sanders. I look like Colonel Sanders in, in Kentucky Fried Chicken, so how could you not remember my face? Mm. So so anyway, mm-hmm. I um I said, What's your problem? She says, well, now I'm going to have to pay a fine of um, almost $7,000. Another uh, time, I will give you the exact amount. And I and she would not give me my passport. Huh? They, it happened so that Javier mm-hmm. knew the manager for Cayman Airways, and I big shout out to the manager of Cayman Airways. Mm-hmm. He went to her and told her what had happened. She took the money out of her, because I didn't have, they wouldn't even take, they wouldn't even take um, a debit card. I would have to go to some place in town and that way I would miss my flight. So she straightened it up for me. She paid the 260, it was equivalent to 260 American dollars, US dollars. And uh, when I when I went uh, back, she was still there, but she handed my passport over to another uh, immigration officer. So I said to her, um, "What is the name of that that um, officer there?" Oh, she don't know her name. That's what it won't tell me. I said, "You will work with her, and you don't know who her name is." I said, "There's more to it than meets the eye." Where the smoke, there's, there's fire. This is a, and I said that where everybody could hear me. This is a scam. 
I don't like to generalize or, or, or be judgmental, but that is what it seemed to me. So then I said, uh, I took my camera and took a picture of her, the immigration officer, which I will send it to you later on. And I will also send you the name um, uh, of the, the officer. And um, I'll, I'll probably tomorrow. And she says, no, you can't do that. Uh, you got to delete that. So I deleted it, but it went into my trash. And one of um, Avir's children, he she brought it back up. So that's how I got the picture. So they're not very smart. And I want to warn people going there. The reason why I don't like to hear dirty laundry, but I think people should be aware of the, or even the government should be aware of what's going on. Because I was, if I could not pay that uh, $250, I would have been stuck in Honduras until I got it straightened up till, till uh, Tuesday flight. That's ridiculous, man. And um, and it, it, it's, it, it really leaves a bad taste Mr. in my Dexter, mouth. Let me just clarify uh -huh. something, right? So this is at the ticket agent in Honduras counter? No, not the ticket agent. Where is this? Cust Customs this was at the immigration. This was at the immigration. I passed. I went through the, the ticket counter representative, okay. and I I paid I paid uh, two two uh, suitcases. Okay. This was at the immigration office. Uh, they had two immigration, two or three immigration officers at the time. There was only two there, and. Um, they she gave me um how would i put it um so you you see immigration officers when you're leaving honduras yeah oh yeah and it, just before you get to the departure um and and um it, the only help that i got out of there if that um germany Airways manager hadn't come to my rescue i would have I could not leave Honduras. And I said, where, where are you going to take me to jail? That's the last place I want to go. I, Sunday, I've been to about 20 because my last wife, she was a manager, came on uh, to British Airways, so I could fly all over the place. So I've been to about 20 different places, no immigration issue at all. And then there was another guy that I was in the back, I was in the uh, restroom, and another guy came in there and he said, um, you know, uh, it happened to me the same way. I had to go in and, 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 and pay another, I paid $260 as well. So this must be a scam that is going on between her and the operators to make money. Well, but, I mean, but, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, but, um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I only been to Honduras but one time, was, but, but you know, know what a mess. all she had to do was to take responsibility. It was her fault by her not paying attention on the computer uh, mm -hmm. on the phone, and and she, I don't know, she forgot to stamp my passport. But I know I did everything. All she had to do was when when she was giving me a hard time and my departure, if she had said, you know. I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge, acknowledge she was wrong, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she didn't do that. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. No. Um, very, very strange. I mean, I, I, I'm child. I can barely figure out our own procedures in Cayman, much less what's going on in Honduras. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, something I, that yeah, definitely, your people should should be concerned about. But I'm going to write. I'm going to write the head of customs or head of immigration and get everything straight now. But I want to send. A, I'm going to send you a picture of her that I brought back up on my on my phone, and Abir has her her uh, name and I, i'm going to also send that that people can be aware of what what is going on at the airport mm -hmm. hmm. anyways Sandy, thank you my dear it was a, it was really rewarding um humbling experience and and humbling and spiritual experience to go there on a missionary trip you know it makes us mm -hmm. realize it makes me realize how blessed we are here in this island. See all the poverty and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my dear. Oh, okay. I appreciate it. Okay, Sandy. All right, honey. Thanks very much. Hi. Um, wow, what a hot mess. So a few people confirming that um that yes, Honduras has immigration checkpoints for both arrival and departure. I, I would think they'd be happy for you to be leaving. <laughs> could care less they'd be like bye see you next time okay what a hot mess um thank you mr dexter um maybe we'll hear a bit more about your missionary trip and stuff as well i would love to hear leroy says they're probably scamming you who knows i mean listen i, I can't speak to i can't speak to what's going on in, in cayman sometimes much as honduras morning caller yeah, it's hard to call back again, Sandy, mm -hmm. but I wanted to just put a plug for Pat. I know that young man as Pate. I don't know him as anything else, mm -hmm. but let me give you a little rundown with him. Mm -hmm. Him and I was competitors on the street with jerk whenever carnival, anything, whatever it was. And, mm -hmm. you know, with our culture day, whatever. And let me tell you something, that young man, when he get his things set up he would come over and he would help me and let me before the night he'll help me pack down um my workers and and, and him will had a real good relationship if he needed something and i had it he was there sometimes they would even put us next to each other next to each other and we didn't have a problem with that mm -hmm. because we were supporting each other and um even when i came back i caught up with him and you know was telling me that but i didn't get to visit him while mm -hmm. i was home but let me tell you true true spirit caymanian especially east Enna. a lovely lovely young man mm -hmm. um but let me just tell you quickly the, you see that situation that he he's in now Sunday, mm -hmm. the years gone by back that's what caused me to pack up one of the reasons that caused me pack up mm. they harassed me i had I had my license. Mm -hmm. I had DOE. My people were trained. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I remember, and let me tell you, corruption, it exists. Mm -hmm. I had a man, well, it was a couple of them that I was a part of, me, little small darling, not, not literally small, but you know what I mean, mm -hmm. business or 
well, oh, they're hustling in the mornings, get up, going to shoot, mm -hmm. up. everything intact, mm -hmm. walk with my license, walk with everything. And I tell you, this man, certain man that had a restaurant on the, on the, on the report Royal, Royal, whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. Royal that man came, yes, that man came and um, persuade me to leave and come and um, work from the, from his kitchen only to cramp my style shut me down mm -hmm. at that time it was a, a certain politician in you talk about the the was a dci don't mm -hmm. don't work fast let me tell you i was there the monday the tuesday and when i look i see dci come through i saw three guys that i recognized from immigration, or mm -hmm. DCI, whatever. He used to be immigration and he turned to DCI. And I saw them over there at the same place where I had moved into because the man said, come on over here, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, You you have a place, you can rent, whatever the case. I said, okay, I was happy, you know, happy that I had a place that we didn't have to get wet when it rained and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Only to find out that that man had called me in there, said that he had to close me down because I was stealing business that I was doing too well. I was doing too well and taking away customers mm -mm. from the ship from him. Remember now? Anyway, um, I said, really? Say yes. And I said, oh, I didn't notice. There was a, a, it was a, it was a, uh, what you call Norwester. So of course we gotta we gotta move whether it's at sports or we gotta move whether it's in town, and we went to sports, went to sports today for the ship. Again, I always was next to Mr. Seymour. You know, we we work together. Mr. Seymour needs something, come get it, whatever. That's how we moved. You know, uh -huh, uh -huh. and went back then the Thursday because the the, the um, Norwester was for over two days. Went back the Thursday, only to, or about to go back the mm -hmm. Thursday. I did all our prepping. Everything was ready, packed up to the van. Get a call from this man. Say, no, I'm sorry. You can't come back on the port. Okay. So why? Now uh, uh, uh. that was his way of, <coughs> that was his way of shutting me down. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but before that, like the week before, DCI came up. I went somewhere to pick up orders or whatever. Um, can't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. workers called me, say, Miss D, you need to come because um, DCI is over here and um, telling us to pack up, pack mm -hmm. up and move right now. That was when we were on the corner by Tower Building. Mm -hmm. Pack up and move right now. I said, but what are you talking about? Pack up. I said, okay, give me ten minutes. I went there. I said, what's going on? The young man, they're very hostile. You have to lock this place down now or we're going to shut you down. So what do I do? I pack up my stuff, took it home, and that was that, right? I start to complain to the government. I said, what's going on here? I, I have license. Uh -huh. My people all work permits. Uh -huh, Everything uh -huh. is intact. I have my hygiene um, stuff. My, 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 um, Put on a little piece of my house, a big full, full of commercial um, kitchen, you know, full uh -huh, uh -huh. commercial kitchen. When I tell you the best, best line of, of stove, ovens, freezers, you name it. 
And I had no choice. I called certain government people. Mm -hmm. I said, well, sir, yeah. I'm going to call government so-and-so, whoever in charge of DCI, whatever. He told me, he said, oh, you can call so-and-so because me and them is friends. We are best friends. Uh -uh. Oh, okay. So what's your, who, who, who am I? So uh -huh. finally, um, I contacted Mr. M uh, Marco. Uh -huh. Mr. Marco was in, there was his government then. Uh -huh. He came out, he sat there, and he talked to me, and he said, Darlene, you know, I'm sorry about this, whatever. Anyway, very, very good. He said, I'm, I'm sorry about this. We're going to try to work out something for you, you know, to see. Because there, that was my only income. That they didn't work out. Let me tell you something. Then people harassed me. I've had I uh, had a, uh, I had a, a somebody come on the Cardinal Avenue and turn my tables over me and Brother John on the barbecue and turned our tables over and tell uh, us to move. How could I put up with that? A disabled uh, uh, person struggling, struggling, trying to get my way. Never had to ask government for nothing. Uh, nothing uh, but to see. Then a couple of months, maybe a month after, I got a call from um, then uh, Mr. Tibbets, and he said, hey, you know, I'm sorry that all of this has happened, but you've got two choices. You can go to Farmer's, what do you call it? Farmer's, farmer's Market. market uh -huh. Or, or if, you, if, you, if that's not suitable for you, um, you know, how about um, Craft Market? And that's how I end up craft market. And I just, the struggle was too much for me. And I just said, you know what, after I was diagnosed with the um, chronic kidney failure, I said, listen, I can't, I can't live like this. Not in my own country. Huh. I cannot live. I went out to eight to nine kilos. Mm -mm. A woman like me was loon skin and bone and black like a shoe. Mm -mm. And I said, no, I got more of my life to mm -hmm. live. So when people see me here, half don't know why it's been true, but I mm. am grateful. And they can say what they like about United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. United Kingdom saved my life. I've been treated here better mm. than I ever been treated in my whole life. And that's why they can knock whatever until the time that I see mm -hmm. that they no longer welcome me here or mm -hmm. if it's too hard, I have a home to come back to. Mm -hmm. So, all the best to Pache. I love him to pieces. He's a sweet young man. He he has a hard goal, a typical Eastender. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I just hope the whole island will reach out to these small business. Lavonna is there. Give her support. Yeah. Forget about these big old um, high tones. Sarah Sue is there doing. You imagine what it would be like if all of these small businesses get together. Stop thinking about you doing this better. They get together, you mm -hmm, might mm -hmm. form your own small restaurant business. Yep. Because to be honest with you, these are food that nobody don't cook like like Caymanians, in, yeah. especially in Cayman. Yeah. So make them sit down and, and talk foolishness. Anyway, Sunday, that's my event for the day. Thank you. Day. <laughs> I okay. appreciate it. Thanks, my dear. Yeah, I mean, some, some good points there for sure. And um, trust me, it, it's... <laughs> You know, I, I hate to say that I could sit here and listen to Miss Darlene and not relate to her because, of course, as a Caymanian business owner, same sort of struggles, same pick a -some ridiculous mentality. I mean, and, and, you know, I've had multiple businesses. And, you know, the sad thing is I've actually had 
this exact same experience with more than one business. So what are the chances? I, I don't know if it's just small town mentality or what's going on, but um, it, it's just, it's just shocking. It really, really is. As Miss Darlene was talking, I was thinking of my, um, my Cayman cash cards business that I was going to get off the ground. This was my <laughs> SEMA were the ones who would license that because it was kind of taking money services to the next level where you could top up a card instead of having to go in person and do, you know, collect your money and whatever. And you could give your, say, for example, granny lived in Jamaica. You could give her, um, you know, your, her little debit card. And then every month from your salary or whatever, you could automate even sending her her little hundred, two hundred dollars for the month, whatever the case may be. Right. And then that meant that she didn't have to go and stand up in Western union or, or JN money or wherever, which is in a lot of other countries, it's like a safety concern. It's a time waster. You know, the money would automatically be topped up on her little card. Then she could go use her card at the ATM machine, vendors, whatever. Anyway, honey, chill. I sat down, had my business plan, my KYC, my this, my that, blah, blah, blah. Two big file folders later, dealing with those people over at SEMA, I literally just walked away from the business. They frustrated me to death with so many meetings and requests for this and requests for that and overcapitalization and yada, yada, yada. And oh, yes, the law says you only need this. But in your case, because you're just a small Caymanian and, and we don't know, we want you to double the capitalization that's required. I'm like, really? Y'all really know how to frustrate the hell out of people because during one of the meetings, you know, it, it hit me when um, one of the SEMA people, I think he might've been had a banking or compliance or something at the time. Well, how did you come up with this innovative idea? I mean, I just looked at him and I said, really? And that would be because you're asking me that question because a little George Tanner like me isn't supposed to come up with an innovative idea. Is that what you're, you know, like, why would you even ask that question? Oh, how did you come up with this? And I said to him, I said, well, the truth of the matter is, K-Man is about 10 years behind with this type of technology and this kind of way of thinking. So I'm not trying to say that I've created something completely new. It's just that I can um, I can keep on top of, of you know, these things. And I, I know where the technology is going. And I, I watch the industries. And, you know, I saw business opportunity. They frustrated me and I walked away from it. This is what happens in this country, right? They will frustrate you to death. Same thing with the Roque business, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, what changed when I started CMR, because of course, same sort of thing. Oh, naysayers. Oh, we're not going to advertise with Sandy. We're going we to stick with the compass who's been around for 50 years. Not a Caymanian over there that gives one cahoots about y'all. And the ones that were there, like Miss Karen, Ryan, and so on, they were firing them and getting rid of them every every turn. Right. Keeping the expat workers. We're not going to have that conversation this morning, but that's the truth. Um, Y'all were out there talking about, yeah, but that, that's who we're going to support. Even your politicians, that's who they wanted to support. But you know what? Oh, leave them leave them to time, honey child. All things in, in time. Right. Because sometimes you just have to be committed to staying the course and, and things are going to just flush themselves out. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, my darling. Morning, honey chill. How are you? All right. Um, I love, love, love the old K-Man. Mm, mm, mm. 
Yes. Times have changed. Um, most people know by my voice, I am an expat. I have been here half of my life. Mm-hmm. I am a part of a Caymanian family, married into a Caymanian family, and I absolutely love Cayman and the Cayman people. And I'm not just saying that. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly, truly mean it. And I am um, somewhat heartbroken, I guess you would say, disappointed mm. in what's happening here with Caymanian culture, Caymanians as a whole, um, Caymanian businesses. Mm. Um, it is so easy to get a business license. If they're too cheap. However, there mm-hmm. are so many people on different social media platforms who um, don't have work permits, mm-hmm. um, are selling stuff left and right and center. Um, they will order online. They will bring it in. They will sell it online. There's people that say, oh, bought too small, still has tags. Or make some ridiculous excuse if anybody in their right mind would know they're running the businesses off of social media platforms. Now, to me, Mm -hmm. enforcement, and I don't know what, if anything, can be done about it, but this has gotten my goat for years, Mm -hmm. is that how can these social media platforms continue having these social media platforms without um, asking, insisting, well, do you have a business license? Especially those that you know darn good and well are continually posting over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that pull monies together that are not Caymanian that are on work permits mm-hmm. and they bring mm-hmm. vehicles in and resell the vehicles and then split, split the um, what they make off of them. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I think it's just getting completely out of control. Mm-hmm. I think they need to really um, step up and speak up. That, need, that means government and government entities and say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. These people work for the uh, Caymanian people. We do not work for the Caymanian government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until people really understand that and get it through their head, that no, you don't have to tolerate this kind of behavior in Cayman any longer, that's when things are going to be shaken up and people are going to start waking up. Mm. I'm just sad. Like I said, I love, love, love the old Caymanians. I love Mm -hmm. hearing Susie Soto's interview. Mm -hmm. I enjoy everything about the old, but I sure as heck ain't loving much about the new. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. 936-2626. You know, it's a sad situation, but this is some of our... Um, some of her <laughs> growing pains, um, as I was also reminiscing and thinking about, um, again, how ca- our own Caymanians, we don't have anybody else to blame for this. We can't blame expats. When I first um, got Roque going, I remember there was, um, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to say what his first name is, but let me just say he's he's a Wattler. So, you know, certain Wattlers, they, they believe they're white Caymanians. And of course, you know, they should get everything. They should own all the land. The merchant class, nobody else in Cayman should get an opportunity. So I remember I was in government building, the new government building, and I handed him a flyer and I kind of explained it to him. You know, you're out there hustling, like a, a real hustle. 
You know, you're not out there selling drugs and stealing from people and cheating people. And he looked at it and he said, wow, um, again, how did you come up with this? And it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much the question that he asked me, it was how he said it. And it came with the, it came with the overtones, the implication of, oh, you're a little black George Towner, how you come up with something like this that might make a few little dollars. And I just looked at him and I said, yeah, isn't technology amazing? And just walked away. You know, because these are the same people who have always wanted to hold each other down, hold Caymanians down. Oh, you don't deserve, you know, to to have anything because you didn't come from the right family. You don't have the right family name and your family members don't have connections and you can't marry into these families because God knows sometimes you don't want to pick a blackhead ones in the family either. You know, it's just like, come on, like, really? And so I must say, Thank God for technology because that has been a game changer for so many of us to be able to break out into industries and into businesses. Um, you know, little small businesses like Jamie and his Rule Sundays able to advertise on social media and get customers. And you have to see the customers. And you know what? I'm giving him a plug. Y'all go up there in droves on a Sunday after he reopens, honey child. I'm going to let y'all know. Go up there and support, right? Support small businesses. Because I love to see nothing more than our people involved in a honest hustle. You know, if it ain't honest, I ain't supporting it. So people out here are trying to sell drugs to our children and destroy lives, whatever. We're not supporting that kind of foolishness. People are cooking. They have honest business and, you know, go and support those people. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Arthur. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Yep, it's fine. Monday yes. morning. Yes, I'm sir. Listening, I'm listening to you with this um, business license. I agree with that. That gentleman that just called mm. saying there's 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 too much now. Where Tom, they can hire that one because they're they're too cheap. Do mm. they um do they do they require insurance and and, and pension when you get these business license? Well, if you have people employed, you're supposed to. But so you you yourself doesn't doesn't have to have one when you apply for this business license. No, you're supposed to if you yeah. if you have. Oh, I mean, it, oh, if you're self-employed. Well, I, yeah, are they requiring it when you when you go pay for that license? Then are they are they requiring that 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 as part of the application process? Yeah, you I mean, they have a self-certification thing for. I'm trying to remember, I think the self-certification might be. For pensions. I'm trying to remember exactly how it works. But yes, you're supposed to provide, you know, evidence of all of those things to DCI. Yeah, well, that, mm. that's, that's, they got to try to get that. They got to try to get that government, got to try to get that pension thing and that health, that health insurance industry. Well, we, we can people. see. And once again, it doesn't seem like even when people are running afoul of the law, it doesn't seem like DCI has the power to not issue them any more licenses. Even the court have said and I don't think, this is an area of concern. Yeah, and I don't think for the seventy-five dollar for the seventy-five dollar license, somebody tell me they don't have they never had to pay no pension. They never like they never had to submit um no pension or no or no health insurance for the seventy-five dollar license. So that's 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 a little that's a little scam. They should have kept it the way it was a couple of no, couple that, of years ago. I don't have nothing to do with it. But again, DCI is one of those agencies that they never talks to people. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people are confused about what's required. But um, yeah, but that's the, that's the, that's the law. But yeah. they should have kept it. They should have kept it like how it was a couple of years ago. If you got a, if, 
you got a company now, you pay you pay a, a, a two at least a two hundred and fifty dollars. That's how it was a um, couple of yeah, couple of years on the ago. Type of business. So, yeah, but definitely even even now, even if it's a one one man show, like like years ago, if I was selling fish, I didn't need no license for that. If I sell fish fish for my yard, because that was a that was like a right a right given given to Caymanian poor people. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to get no license or anything because mm-hmm. I could I could sell fish. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now now all them people at the at the at the fish market that selling fish, they got they got have a license. No, they they they're um. Yeah, there's certain, that well, like farmers, and I think people selling fish, they, they might have an exemption. Can kind of farmers do for sure, who like at the farmer's market have some sort of an exemption. I think they still have to apply for a license, but um, they're exempt from paying like any fees and that sort of thing. So there are some exemptions yeah, but, in the law. Um, yeah. Particular to farmers they made, they made, and, and fishing. They should have kept it like how it was. It's too much, and they shouldn't make um. They shouldn't make people on that um that ain't that ain't nationals. They got they got to look at this at this two people that ain't came on nationals to get a business license in certain in certain areas. You know, like 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 especially in the construction thing. years years ago, cause I haven't had my license license probably like like it, like in five years now. I have, mm-hmm renewed my license because I see all the pile of foolishness that were going that going on yeah mm-hmm. but like the parade the parade doors to, I mean, me as a, as a simple carpenter I didn't need no years ago I didn't need no license I could go to somebody hire me mm-hmm. for a day work I could go put in door window do whatever the person person needed needed to do and I didn't need no license now you're but you're telling me now that I need, I need to get a license cheap as it is mm-hmm. you should need a you should need a license I mean, I'm not gonna problem with paying your health insurance because you know that is that is important, and 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 the pension. But then you come and tell tell me now you gonna deny me you gonna deny me a day's work or whatever little work little little work that I do because I do little 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 little, little side jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I build little uh, little chairs and and tables and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the self other other would work stuff. And now years ago, I didn't need a license to do that. You know. Because it mm-hmm. wasn't it, it wasn't a company, it was something for the small man that they were considering the small man to go do. Mm-hmm. But now they think by dropping by dropping the price now to seventy five dollars, here at Tom Dick and Harry getting one now. Well here's and the you thing and you're you not even to do. it's not that they've dropped the price, they've removed it for most licenses. All you're paying is the um, processing fee. So the seventy five dollars is just the application fee. They're actually waiving. Now there are circumstances where you can pay the fee, you know. Um, so you can say that you don't want to take advantage of it and then the fee will show up online. I know for sure, but they're actually waiving the fee for the license and they have been doing this for quite a number of years now, to be honest, um, which on the one hand, it's a benefit, but on the other hand, it's made it so easy for everyone to get a license that you have people getting licenses who are actually taking advantage of the system. And you're talking about the crooks. That's, that's, that's where the crooks coming from. Cause you got people that. That got this little license, mm-hmm. and they go and build a house with big time contractors. There's no, there's no, uh, no regulations saying that. Well, well, are you are you really a carpenter? Or you, do you bring reference to saying that you're a carpenter? Where your credentials saying that mm-hmm. saying that I'm um, not a carpenter, uh, a, 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 a contractor. You know, like our electrician or a plumber do. They mm-hmm. got to go. They got to go and show the certificate of being a being a plumber uh, or a, or a, or an electrician. Through the, through, through, through the government program or whatever licensing program they've took, whatever course, certification, 
that they took to, to become an electrician and, and a plumber for a, for a, for a contractor. No, anybody could just go pay $75 now when you can bill a, you can go bill a $300,000 home and crook, and crook people and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the kind of thing that they got looking into too. They shouldn't have no license, license given out just like that, especially for the uh, for for the con construction people that like say the contractors and stuff. You can pay a little seventy-five dollar fee and 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 and, and want to build some a house mm -hmm. that you don't know what you're doing, and then you start a crook crook people and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right then. Let us talk to you later. All right, honey. I appreciate the call. Nine three six Bobos is helpful number. Let's take a quick um, commercial break. We haven't gotten to any of the topics that I had planned, but you know what? You the people. Get to talk about what you want to talk about. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. In terms of uh before we take a commercial break, in terms of um Honduras and that query from Mr. Dexter, this person said that Cayman used to have um departure. We said they said we used to have immigration at departures many years ago. That's how overstayers or people leaving that had cases pending in court were stopped. Huh, interesting. Um, they're not stopping no more. Oh, they just be staying, I believe. Um, <clears throat> this person says, sometimes the authorities didn't take their passports or not both. I think part of the form visitors fill out on arrival have to be taken by the airline staff and given to immigration. I assume that's what's being done. But if, if not, how do they know who's leaving? So what a hot mess. Um, but you know, lot, lots of questions about the, uh, DCI situation. One person says, good morning. What a timely show. They did me the same thing, but about 15 years ago, I came up with a plan for localizing the health insurance industry that would have been a profitable business for a government and was nearly lynched because, wow, mm -mm -mm. what a hot mess. I mean... Competition around you from your own people just makes you shake your head. Um, Marshall says, I saw a comment from Marshall. Oh, Cameron says you felt the fight too, Sandy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Trust and believe. Marshall says, picky some. I haven't heard that word in forever. <laughs> eh, every once in a while. And them old time. Phrases come to me, honey, chill. But um, yeah, I mean, it's so sad. What, what are we going to do? I mean, on the one hand, you know, it's a lesson in perseverance and the fact that you can't give up. Even when it's your own people trying to fight you down, you just have to stick with it. And I suppose, you know, I always say this, you're right where you're supposed to be. So maybe there's other business endeavors were not in the end meant for me. Yeah, you know, I say that to kind of, you say that to be able to put your head down at night and not stress too much about how you really want to take your big boots and kick somebody in the rear end because they're constantly trying to get in your way. But I think when you're passionate about something, you don't let anybody get in your way. And this 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 is a takeaway here, right? So when I started CMR, I think my passion for what I was doing was different than the other businesses. Like they were just the business. I've always said PMR, CMR, my apologies, Mall Road has always been a passion about a passion, not a paycheck. So, you know, I was getting all kind of fight left, right, center. Um, even my own husband's like, what are you doing this for? What, what is this? And I'm like, what do you mean? This is about community. This is about bringing news to people. And he he was never, he's like, ah, 
And I was like, mm, don't step in my way, honey, chill. Because, you know, when somebody passionate about something, you start to get in the way, you might just get the boot. So um, I think that when you're really passionate about something, you will um, you will fight for it. So Jimin, we got you, honey, child. You get the licensing sorted out. Yes, people do like to come and sit. Um, I don't normally stay there. I normally take my food and come back home. I can kick up feet on my own sofa. But I do understand his point that people enjoy having the little seats there. He's got like little birds and stuff that you can, you know, look at and whatever. And people like just getting out, seeing something different. Um, we have people who are saying, Jimmy, in, uh, that they're going to be not only coming to see you for Rose Sundays when she reopen, but they might actually um, <clears throat> book you out for some of their department events later in the year as well. Look at that, honey chill. The more they try to hold you down, the more you're going to be rising above. Strong Wilt says, Sandy, your own bite you the worst. Yeah, that's what they say, but them fleas. Uh, good morning, Miss Aline. Says, I understand that passion. Uh, Cameron says, you've really come a long way, Sandy. Imagine that. What a hot mess. Um, big shout out to one of our passionate listeners, Miss Ann Rice, who is uh, in Tampa. Big shout out to her. She was, um, you know, these little things that they have on social media where you circle around, like, how did, how did you meet someone? Don't ever ask me how I met you because the chances of me remembering are slim to none. I don't remember how I met anybody, really. Few people. Um, I remember how I met Mary. Mary, I see you. Uh, people like that, like, I remember that because I don't know why I remember that. But most people, I have no clue how we met. People are like, oh, I remember him. And I'm like, really? Yeah. My memory is really not that good with that sort of stuff. Ms. Ann was reminding me, she said, I think our first time was uh, when you were campaigning. Now, this is a long time ago. And I've been your follower ever since. I said, really? I said, honey, child, I don't even remember that. And she said her husband, who has since passed away, um, he said to her, he said um, that she, she said, and you should know that you also impressed Mark on that visit. He said, Mr. Urick got a smart daughter. I say, yes, sir. What a mess. Bottom towners. Um, so it is what it is, folks. You know, um, people I figure in life will always try to hold you down. You just got to stay the course and just keep fighting. You know, like I said, if you love it and if you're passionate about it, whether it's cooking food, whether it's bringing people the news, um, whatever, just stay the course. And, um, yeah. All right. Miss Sonia. Good morning. Miss Sonia says when things don't go well for some people, they find ways to attack everything and everyone. That's one of the reasons Cayman will get rough and rougher. Uh, stay in the saddle and fight God and fight. God is for everyone. It will get better. Patience. Oh, yes. More people trying to hold you down. Um, hold on to your ambition. You just keep rising. And that's the thing, right? I love to see somebody with ambition and somebody like hustling. Leroy says he remembers how he met me. He met me through um, Roke. Yeah. Nice. And I remember you from the gas station too, Leroy. Morning caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, madam. How are you today? Not bad. Who's holding you down, honey chill? <laughs> <laughs> I guess a bit is, um, there's so much to talk about. I guess I, I don't really know where to start. Oh, Lord. One of those days. Yeah. Uh -huh. But um, mm -hmm. I, I don't like to <clears throat> preach doom and gloom, but mm -hmm. I, I, I like to be conscious <clears throat> of reality. Yes. Um, so this is a reality check. Mm -hmm. 
we have so much going on in our little island mm. that um, so many people could be most of the people mm-hmm. do not even stop for a minute to smell the roses. Yes. We always on this fast track going where mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really, really baffled. Let's deal with the environment. Mm-hmm. If something is not done mm-hmm. shortly to stop all of this development, construction, right, left, and center, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of really ill, sick people in this island, mentally and physically. They're destroying all our vegetation. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you can see is concrete going up right, left, and center. Mm-hmm. Carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide, there's a change between your plants and you, what you breathe out, they breathe in, what you breathe in, they breathe out. Mm-hmm. The pollution into this atmosphere in this little island, it is astonishing. Mm-hmm. Nobody really in my opinion, which I'm entitled to, has ever checked and see the amount of pollution that's circulating into this little island. And then we're talking about, boy, it's a hot day. Certainly is a hot. Try to go on a week. You had 113 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. If you want to check something that I have on record, and I read that article in 1999, it stated the average temperature in the Cayman Islands in 1957 was 58, 59 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then again in 1975, the 76, it was 84, 85 degrees. That was in 99. I read that. But, but Colin, can I ask you a question? I mean, I appreciate what it is that you're saying, but you do know that global temperatures so this is beyond anything just specific to the Cayman Islands. You know, they're saying that we're going through a heat, um, not even a heat wave, but, you know, the, the surface temperature of the entire earth has changed. So whilst I agree that Cayman, undoubtedly, even as small as we are, might have a small role to play in this, um, there will be bigger things uh, that are brought on by the big countries, China and India, that will continue to deteriorate the quality of life here on Earth that we will have zero control over. Hang on, hang on one second. I I understand and I'm digesting exactly what you're saying. However, when you listen to scientists talking about your reefs are dying, why your reefs are dying? Because the water going out from your coastline, really it's coral or where it's beat, it's going out, the temperatures are rising and going out to your corals and killing them. I'm saying this, 
if we had people into this island like you got in, let's say, simplest coral gables, if you cut down one shade tree, you might have to put back two. And for your record, the average shade tree is equal to a three and a half ton air condition. If you put that out in the sun, you'll get no more results from that than you would get from a good shade tree. We need to be planting trees, not knocking them down. All I see in this island is everybody is overwhelming the greed of money while the island is going to hell. Say what you like about the United Kingdom, but whether you're Mr. Who, you could be a multi-billionaire. It is certain places in England you had not even better mentioned the word, but you come in there with your billions and you're going to tear up this. They will run you the country. And this is what happened. We have lost our way, my friend, mm -hmm. that we are just accepting money. That's the glory in this island, money. Of course, we all need money. But how much is enough? You know, I am so disgusted mm -hmm. with what's going on in this little two by four island. And I don't be, mean, mean to be negative, but it's a reality. Look how much people are getting sick with cancer and all different kinds of diseases, right? Because of all of this pollution they're doing and you mm -hmm. don't have time to even take a little day off or a time off. No, you're always on the fast track. Before mm -hmm. Superman was made in the United States, now his reach came out. All right? Hmm. So that's my thank little piece. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I, I hope. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you. my dear. Thank you, too. All right, we do have two other callers on the line. We have caller number, oh gosh, hello? I think the other one hung up. I'm not sure. Hello? Hello. Hi, morning caller. Yes, good morning. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, the caller that, I w that was on just now, he has some good points. Mm -hmm. But my question is, how are these developers building these places if the Kimanians are not selling the land? Well. The Kimanians, how to sell the land? For the developers to build, if you see mm -hmm. what I'm coming from, or it's crown land and government is selling it. Mm -hmm. So those are two questions. You, a foreigner, cannot come here and build something if you don't sell him something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Yes, honey, chow. Um, we had one other caller in the line. Uh, nine two six. Give us a call back. <laughs> All right, 936 Bobo is a telephone number. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's really all about balance, right? I mean, honestly, there will be things that we have no control over um, in this jurisdiction for sure. I mean, the billions of people between India and China that are wreaking havoc on the environment, destroying the, the rainforest in Brazil, you know, all of these things have a, a direct impact on all of us. Right now, they're talking about the winter heat wave in the Andes. Um, is a sign of things to come. Scientists are worried about that. And that's in the mountains of South America. You know, uh, Korea, did y'all see this? They have Boy Scouts there. Um, they have their annual, I guess, Boy Scouts camp. Thousands at camp have to move into hotels after South Korea has a heat wave. And that's more than 40,000 young people from all over the world attending their little, you know, boy, boy and girl scouts um, camp. Uh, the UK loan set a group of 4,500. What a mess. Morning, caller. Hello, caller. Hello, is that me now, Sandy? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma Hello there. So 
my full-time job at Kim and Avery's now 21 years, thank the Lord, and I still love my job. I'm sitting in my car now with my anniversary shirt on, going into the, to go into work. Mm-hmm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to have my job, and I'm glad I did not just stop working like a, a fool, like, you know, and, and just say, oh, I go and run a rent. No, you cannot do that. I don't, I don't recommend anybody in Cayman to do that unless they have substantial money put down somewhere that they could say, okay, I could afford to do this. But no, I did not do that. I cook before I come into work. I go home in the evening. I go in the kitchen to prep or put on something, pre something for the dead night before people say they don't know how I do, but I do it. I just got used to doing it. And I'm saying this to say, I don't personally have the restaurant um, my anymore, but because I handed it to my daughter. But she is, she always was there. So nothing looks like it changed because nothing really hasn't changed. I just personally pull back financial if the financial part of it I pull back on but I'm still there by her hand and foot I still do every single thing I was doing before I and I just trying to you know and uh, I, I keep getting discouraged sometimes still and she said no mama I'm not giving up and she refused trust me she is a female she said I am not mama I just she got she's very spiritual she um she <laughs> believes and energy that, that you know that she don't like that she's into the um she call it bad. She could tell when somebody come around with bad, bad energy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she's that type of person. And yeah, and the customers love her. Anyway, I'm just saying, I went to visit um, that young man, um, Jimmy, because I kept hearing, I think I've actually heard you. This one person talking about the punk. One day, my son, Sunday, my husband came home earlier for change. And I said, well, let's go check, check out this guy. And he said, okay, let's go. We went up there. Mm-hmm. I loved it. You know why I loved it? Because I, it was... You could see, obviously, he was building, he's building his home, which is awesome. And I even mm-hmm. said to my husband, I said, I'm pretty sure he, you know, he's probably doing this now too to help build his home because it don't look like it was something that's in a rush. I'm pretty sure he's trying not to, I'm assume, assuming this, mm-hmm. that maybe he's not, you know, won't get his, up to his neck in the, the bike either. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but it was so refreshing. Graham came, I called Graham for, for the um, direction. Graham said, you're going up. I said, yeah, trying to go. And he said, all right, come in and Graham came. And, you know, that made it even better. You know, he got gay, a little joke mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. It had this lemonade. The lemonade tasted a little different. I'm like, what is this in this? And it was uh, mint. Mm-hmm. It had mint in the lemonade. And that was that was so, like, unusual to me. And it was really nice. I had, like, two two of them. I think my husband had two. It was really, really nice. It was a nice, like he said, to sit down because I'm in the kitchen all the time. <laughs> Um, morning and night, and I it was so refreshing for me to sit down and get something from somebody and my own local man. Mm-hmm, I felt mm-hmm. so good, and his little girl was coming around, and he's and I heard him saying to another table, "No, she needs to learn because this is for her." And I was like, yeah. And I looked at my husband. I said, "You hear that?" And I felt so at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it was really nice to just drive out of town for you know and and go up east. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was it was really nice. I must say that, and I didn't even notice what's happening with him. But I, I hope that he that everything do work out. And whenever he do open, I'll go back up. We'll mm-hmm. all try all go back up and support him. And for that's what we need. The Caymanians are not supporting mm-hmm. us, our own. They they would come and, and say, oh, $15 for play the turtles or, or, or whatever and complain about the local man. But yet, go on West Bay Road, that it's not a local people cooking the same turtle meat. Just say, for example, and pay all 25 turtles. Just saying. The difference of how our people are, but again, yes. going back to being grateful and thankful for the, mm-hmm. the 
Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, love. Okay, 936 Bobos is helpful number. Let's take a quick commercial break. Some very, very um, valid points there. Uh, those who, who feel it know it, trust me. Uh, what a hot mess. All right, folks. Be right back after these messages. For 55 years, Cayman Airways has been serving as the national flag carrier of the Cayman Islands. This honor is the core of our identity, our purpose. And when we say those who fly us love us, it's not just a tagline, it's a promise. So we're celebrating this milestone anniversary with you, our treasured community, with airfares on sale for travel to all of our fall destinations. But hurry, this airfare sale ends August 12th. Call 949-2311 or book online at caymanairways.com. Celebrating 55 years as your national flag carrier. Hello, Cayman. If you have been chosen for the STEPS National Health Survey, thank you so much. But we still need your help. 1,000 more people need to participate in Step 3, the final step of the survey, to ensure that our data reflects the whole population of Cayman. We cannot do this without you. Help us shape Cayman's healthcare services. Say yes to Step 3. For more information, contact the STEPS team on 936-4969 or email mhwsteps at gov.ky. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But healthcare and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. 
So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Now y'all love Popeyes for my fried chicken, but the real ones also love my salty, flaky, covered in butter biscuits. Well, biscuit fans, have I got a treat for you. Introducing new irresistible strawberry biscuits at Popeyes. The perfect balance of salty and sweet thanks to decadent strawberry bits baked right in and mouthwatering creamy icing on top. The perfect dessert for just $2.29 or grab six pieces for $12.59. Strawberry biscuits forever. Not forever, I'm afraid, honey. Limited time only and only at Popeyes Louisiana Kitchen on Eastern Avenue. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back to the program. couple things I want to go through. We do have a pre-recorded interview that we're going to play um, from the folks over at the Health Services Authority, getting to know a little bit about their JCI accreditation and what all of that means. A um, couple of things that are noteworthy um, this morning that I want to bring up. Number one, there was a report over the weekend, quite a serious report actually, about a um, man who is going on the public buses and sexually assaulting women. Lord Jesus. Um, let me find the number. One of his victims actually came forward and they want to call on the show. Let me just see if I can find their number here. Oh, good grief. Where's that message? Yes. Oh yes. Here it is. I want to actually call, um, Alejandro, I see you, but I'm going to decline the call because we're a little bit pinched for time right now. So I am going to decline this call. Sorry, Alejandro. Um, I think we spoke to you once already today, so you shouldn't feel too bad. But I want to get this victim on the on the phone because y'all need to hear what this man is doing to people on a public bus. This is when y'all need to travel with a cow cod and beat the you-know-what the daylights out of this man. Trust me, sexually assaulting women in broad daylight? I know one thing. I wish it would. I, I need to ride a public bus. And I can take one one baseball on there and one paddle ball and say I'm going to play pickup ball and I gotta beat him upside his head. 
Hold on one second, folks. Disgusting. I tell you, boy. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Hello? Good morning, caller. We got you live on the radio. We're getting to this topic okay. now of this disgusting man. Um, so I have to be quick. Yes, tell us. Go serve coffee. Mm-hmm. So this particular person is of Indian descent. He always, or at least the two encounters I had with him, he took the bus at Macros in Prospect. Mm-hmm. So when he enters the bus, he looks for a seat where a female is sitting by herself, no mm-hmm. matter how many other seats are available. Mm-hmm. And he would sit beside you pretend to be holding on to the seat in front of you. Mm. And then he would have his elbow rubbing on your skin Mm. or on your breast. Now, my first encounter, I didn't even realize that's what he was doing until a lady at the end, because we were sitting on the back seat. Now, you're not the same one who called me on Friday saying about how he fell asleep against you. No, no, that was another woman. Lord Jesus, the man got a couple victims out there. Then, Jesus, Mm -mm. and this, um, she was actually Caymanian too. I had to thank her because I didn't even realize what he was doing until she like pointed out to to me what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Now, the second encounter I had with him, he came on the bus, it was like literally empty, and he came and he sat beside me Mm -hmm. and he hugged his backpack and then he had his hand like, you know, touching me. So yeah. when the bus stopped for another passenger, I got up from beside him. Nasty. Wow. And he doesn't he doesn't say anything to you. He just starts touching you. He doesn't say anything. He just I comes beside you. And once he has the opportunity, he just starts doing whatever. No, sir. Next time you see him, can you take a picture for us? Well, thank God I bought a little car, oh. so I don't have to take the bus, so I don't think I'll run into him. Oh, my God. <laughs> somebody somebody needs to take his picture. Ladies, thank you so much, Carla. We really appreciate you You're sharing welcome. your story. Bye. Um, All right, bye. Yes, bye-bye. I actually got a call on um, Friday as well about the same guy. Um, this caller had an experience with him where he was inappropriately touching her. And apparently what he did in that case, I'm just trying to see if I can find when she called me on Friday. What he did in that case is he actually um, <clears throat> was leaning up against her, pretending to be asleep. You can imagine. Hold on here now. Let me see if I can find when she called me. Anyway, he was pretending to be asleep. I thought, how disgusting. Oh, my God. When did she call me on Friday? I'm trying to see if I can find this lady's number. Anyway, yes, he was pretending to be asleep. Let me see if this is it. Um, I'm not sure. Let me message her. Uh-huh. So more than one uh, person has reached out about him. Um, so he pretend to be asleep and then kind of like falls over on you. Um... And and starts touching you inappropriately. Uh, I think he might have been trying to like touch touch on her breasts and stuff like that. Ladies, let me tell you something now. Listen to me very very carefully, okay? The police um, are asking 
eyewitnesses to come forward. Everybody says he's Indian. I don't know if that means he's Indian Indian, if he's Jamaican Indian, if he's Trini Indian, if he's Guyanese Indian, if he's a Caymanian Indian. I don't know which Indian he might be. But any man that goes out of his way to sit next to you on the bus when you're sitting by yourself and gets a little bit too close in your comfort zone, listen, we don't have a government that is willing to give us pepper spray or anything to really protect us. You can find other things. Keep your keys in your hand and you poke him one time in his friggin' eye. I bet you he'll stop then. Okay? Carry bug spray if you have to. We're always talking about these mosquitoes biting you up. Carry some mosquito spray. And if he touches you, you spray him. And then you tell him to please call the police because this man has just assaulted you and you were trying to defend yourself. Caller, good morning. Yes, my morning. I'm going to put my input on this mm. for riding the bus. I am a bus rider, but mm. I do not get in any seat that has another person. But, he, but you see what he's doing? That, he is, you're sitting down first and he gets on, he comes and sits next to you. It's not the women trying to sit next to him. Yeah, but, but that's why I don't get no seat because I didn't know this was going on, but I don't like to get in any seat that another person in any way because some of those people, this is my output on it. Mm-hmm. Some of those people that get on that bus be workers and then some of them are nasty and they stink. And when anybody touch against me that are dirty, I get itch. So I try to get in a seat by myself. Mm-hmm. And if the bus is loaded and there's no seat, that only me in. Mm-hmm. I don't. That, that's why I don't like the idea of the user. When the bus gets full, they're putting these boards crossed because then you still get somebody um, hitting into you on somewhere coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't um, normally like the idea about that. So I was glad when they stopped that. And if I do get in a, in a seat that I try to get in the front seat, by the driver, but then sometimes um, those buses have like with three people. I don't get one of them neither. It's just the driver and me. Mm-hmm. He, he can't touch, you understand, mm-hmm. against me. But I also have alcohol at all times. Like I can tell him, COVID now had to come for me to carry a little bottle of alcohol. I was spread out and I just stay in that And I also have a little pocket knife that mm-hmm. is legal to be carried. Because one time police had, had um, when I went to listen to um, Cara, uh, Car, whatever she named from West Bay, that case with her when she was running up in um, Cork House, same place I, that they put my bag through. The guy said, you have a knife. It's a little Swiss Army. I had to mm-hmm. find out when I used to work at your port. And I said, but sir, that's legal. That's only two inches. And that's legal by the law. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, that, that type of knife is legal. And if I get in situations that I think that I, I always take that out, open that, and hold that in my hand. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I for one, don't want nobody touching against me because I itches. And like I said, if they're dirty and they're nasty and stinking, and some of them people be really stink. So mm-hmm. I don't want them touching against me. So Thank I you, my dear. I try, I try to get in a seat that only me, one sitting in it, nobody touching against me. I appreciate it. Yes, um, so, uh, one person, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. So, um, Garrett says, here's another good reason to avoid taking public transportation. <laughs> Isn't that unfortunate? Um, you might be calling the wrong number. Hello. <laughs> you trying to get on the show? Oh, what's going on? 
Uh, well, I'm on air, but I have you up to my ear. What's happening? Say that again. They brought in who? folks my apologies getting some breaking sauce so y'all know how it is honey chill i gotta be answering that that hotline over there so um i'll keep an eye on that situation i can't tell y'all what that is yet hold on keep an eye all right folks um so listen good morning <laughs> yes sir. uh kimberly kimberly says he's indian indian short and dark skin with a beard Mm, no, Damien, you can um if if you can defend yourself now. There's no reason why any man should be trying to touch you. Uh man or woman for that matter. Because some of y'all women like to get into stuff too. But um, you know, you you have a right to your personal space. Mm, mm, mm. Some of these people are just absolutely disgusting. All right. I, I wanted to talk about um this issue this morning, but I can see I'm a little bit tight in time. So I'm going to put that off till tomorrow about compensation for victims. Um, that we'll, we'll come back to that that conversation another day. Let me just see here now. I'm going to tell you all something else. What a mess. Mm-mm. Um, mm, that sounds like some breaking news I need to get on top of. All right, good people. Listen, we've got an interview by Health Services Authority. What time is it now? 10.04. I think this is about 23 minutes or so. Um, some conversations I don't want to start because then if I don't have enough time to discuss it, it doesn't do the conversation justice. So I definitely want to um, have that discourse tomorrow as it relates to um, compensation for victims. I think it's something our legislators need to really seriously think about how to do. I understand the court's position. But I'm going to tell you why on tomorrow's program, I do not agree um, with, why I do not agree with the court's position. I think there's another way to look at it. Hmm. Hot mess. All right. uh, Just check in and see if we have anything else. Oh, good news for seniors. This will be breaking a little bit later on. But um, uh, government increases stipends for older persons, seafarers, and veterans. So um, the ex gratia payment for seafarers and veterans will now receive $1,250 per month, which is an increase of $300. There'll also be a one-time back payment of $300 for the month of July to assist with the summer utility increases. Thank you, PAC government. We appreciate it. So older persons and adults living with permanent disabilities who receive financial assistance from the government will see their monthly stipends from the needs assessment unit increase by more than 30% immediately. So um, recipients of long-term financial assistance 
we'll also be seeing an increase. Um, persons living with permanent disabilities and older persons account for approximately two-thirds of NAU's clientele. Wow, that's a lot. This group is more likely to need longer periods of financial support, and so now they're going to get a little bit of an increase there. Bless their little hearts. That's good. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so um, good folks. Uh, what a hot mess. Let's go ahead and um, listen to the HSA. So the HSA has been going through um, quite a historic change, to be honest. Um, you know, it's a it's a good thing for the people of the Cayman Islands um, that all of our facilities, including the HSA, um, you know, is getting things like, you know, world-recognized accreditation. That's, that's the only list. Listen, that's a win-win for everybody, including the customers for sure. Um, Yeah, El Ray says, boy, she keeping it stink. Say something, them people be really stink. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I totally understand. If you have to take the bus, you're having to compromise with things in tra public transportation in more ways than one. But yes, Natasha says, no, if this man has touched or invaded your space, you can defend yourself. Absolutely. And I think that women, let me say this before we play the video. Women, you've got to be prepared to defend yourself. Oh my God, tomorrow we're gonna to talk about femicide in the Caribbean. There's a recent case happening in Jamaica right now, just yesterday, a murder-suicide, horrific situation. And all I can say, and I'm gonna say it again tomorrow, is if you find yourself in an abusive relationship or situation, get out, get out immediately. Otherwise, this is how it can end. All right, folks, back to the HSA. Big shout out to the HSA. Here we go, thank you, HSA. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But healthcare and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way, with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. So we're being joined this afternoon with uh, Mr. Raquel Sutherland here at the Health Services Authority. Lots of exciting things, Raquel, have been going on here that you're going yep. to obviously share with us. And I think one of the biggest um, announcements that we've heard coming out of the HSA in quite some time is the fact that the HSA has now obtained this Joint Commission International Accreditation Standard. Right. And I know the average person on the street is kind of like, hmm, this sounds exciting, but what on earth does it mean? Yeah. So we're going to try to break it down sure. for everyone. Um, first of all, tell us what is JCI? All right. So Joint Commission International is an accrediting body mm -hmm. that is focused on healthcare and healthcare organizations. And in lay terms, what they do is they set a set of standards um, that they use as a benchmark to ensure that organizations have safe, quality standards of 
practice within the organization. So what that means is they will create a, a, a benchmark to be measured against um, and certain, I guess, targets that an organization would want to ensure that they're meeting and, and, and um, implement within their organization to ensure that they are focused on patient safety. Mm -hmm. And so for us, having the gold seal essentially means that they've set a series of standards and there's over a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. And we as an organization have met the basic requirement according to what they've set out as a standards for international healthcare organizations. And so meeting that is a big deal because yeah. it, it is not an easy feat yes. but what it means is that we've taken those extra measures to ensure that when persons come to HSA they can assure that it's going to be quality service they can ensure that we have safe practices mm -hmm. in place and they know that we are being held accountable by this overarching body to, to maintain that yes and this is a pretty um, big deal because uh, I think on this island, you know, to have it yeah. really puts you in sort of la creme de creme, if you will. Absolutely. Of Absolutely. institutions, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's great. It's almost like if you're going to compare it to hotels, it's like your five star rating, right? Mm -hmm. um, and everyone wants to have this thing that you're striving towards. Mm -hmm. But besides just being rated, I think for us, we took a step back and we thought, hey, if we are going to be offering health care, it needs to be the highest quality of that. Right. And so we we went back and we said to ourselves, you know, what is the thing that we need to do to ensure not that we are saying that we're offering high quality health care, mm -hmm. but what is the thing that we can be measured against? So when others look at us, they can say the same. And mm -hmm. so JCI being the front runner in accrediting bodies, because they're not the only one, mm -hmm. um, we've decided to go in that direction because it helps our um, service users, our patients, our family, mm -hmm. our own families, because we access healthcare here as well, or our colleagues or friends to know mm -hmm. that we are ensuring that we're looking at best practice at all times. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into the details um, a little bit here in terms of what the HSA had to go through in right. order to get to this yeah. point, because I know that it's been quite a long um, yeah. journey. But, you know, uh, JCI is the industry leading international accreditation body with over a thousand accredited and certified yeah. organizations around the world. Yeah. So how do you feel knowing that um, the HSA has finally attained this? Oh, man, it's an amazing feeling. I think one of the things that we as we we're going through our journey really felt a sense of pride around mm -hmm. was the camaraderie among our our team mm -hmm. everyone it's not something that leadership is saying that you have to do or that you had to do mm -hmm. everyone decided hey I'm a part of HSA and this is what I need to do yes. the entire team came together they took ownership of this um, and and they wear it with pride right so this mm -hmm. gold star um, seal of approval now everyone is wearing it with pride saying, hey, I contributed to this organization yes. being accredited. I am a part of the HSA team and I am accredited. And, and wearing that with a sense of pride, I think means a lot to us as, our, as an organization because it helps us to know that not only have we achieved it, that we'll now be able to maintain it mm -hmm. because we have that buy-in. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. absolutely wonderful. So when we're talking about now this JCI, um, International World Class Accreditation, Gold Seal of Approval, 
what does that actually mean in real terms okay. for the average person to understand? Yeah. So with the standards, it's broken down into sections. So we can focus on very specific things. Um, medication management being one of those things is one of the core ones that we had even identified as our internal goal that we wanted to pay special attention to. Right. So the process with which we um, gather your information, fill your prescriptions, get that out to you, whether you're inpatient or out, um, outpatient, um, it, the, the process and the standards that are set up sets goals, targets, parameters and processes for us to follow to ensure that that is a safe process. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at worldwide statistics, medication errors accounts for a lot of the um, issues that exist in healthcare. And so we identified it as one of our core focuses um, as we were going through this process. So we had created internally what we called um, a SIM that was our focus. And we talked about safe quality care, mm -hmm. infection control and medication management among the other standards that we were working on but really identifying within our context that is something that we didn't want any of our patients or service users to have a negative experience around right mm -hmm. when we talk about infection control i mean it's a hospital and so even with the best practices there's going to be a lot of stigma associated with people thinking well is this hospital clean is it not how do we prove that to you when you come in and you see your bed made well how do you know that it was freshly mm -hmm. made when you come in and you see your restroom clean how do you know it was freshly clean mm -hmm. and so going through and making sure that we are um, setting benchmarks and targets that can be measured against when we go back as you know um, quality officers and, and managers how do we know that the job was done all of those markers are things that we are now um, including as part of our processes that we can actually genuinely measure against um, tracking and, and, and monitoring of processes mm -hmm. all of these types of things helps us to ensure that quality that, that we're very heavily focused in as part of this this process mm -hmm. so what does the goal seal mean it means that we are now implementing practices strategies mm -hmm. processes on a daily basis um, that are specific to ensuring that um, you are going to, as the end user, be assured or reassured that we've done our due diligence, that we um, have benchmarks that we're measuring ourselves um, against, that we are doing um, things, processes, strategies that ensure that the end result, that, that the, the experience that you have as the end user is always going to be in your best interest. Mm -hmm. So when I walked um, up today here at the HSA, things looked different. Yeah. <laughs> Physically, things looked Absolutely. different. Absolutely. So tell us what, um, is that also part of, you know, the entire um, accreditation process, giving okay. the HSA a completely new and fresh look? Yeah. Uh, you've got a new logo. It seems like a lot of exciting things are actually happening all I, at the same time. I think it's a very exciting time for the HSA because of course historically people will know us georgetown hospital and we're almost even going back to that because we want people to connect with us the way that they experience us mm. right and so health services authority came about 20 years ago mm. and that was our rebranding at that time but the reality is our patients who are near and dear to us who are committed to us who come back to us they know us as georgetown hospital mm -hmm. right and so we want to make sure that we are setting an image that people connect with 
we want you to know that we might have a different look but it's the same great service mm -hmm. and and that we're improving on that service as time goes by mm -hmm. so besides our anniversary we are also going through a rebranding process what does that mean if we are going through the process of changing our standards making sure that we're aligning ourselves with accreditation we want you to understand that that change is going to be all-encompassing within the organization mm -hmm. so we're changing our look we're changing our logo we changed our catchphrase which is um, still encompassing our core values it's talking about our commitment to caring for you right yes. and so in changing that we are now saying sure the the the, the rebranding is responsible for the changes in the colors mm -hmm. but jci isn't responsible for the changing in the processes so all of our changes are all focused on the way forward what is it that we need to do next because healthcare is evolving mm -hmm. research is evolving ways yes. of offering care is evolving and so we want our patients to know hey we know that these things need to change and so we're evolving too we're evolving to ensure that we are always best practice always looking for what is what does the research say always looking for what is the the best next step in healthcare mm -hmm. We're doing that through the, the staff that we hire, mm -hmm. right? Um, looking for the best clinicians to ensure that you can get the best care. Mm -hmm. we're, looking, we're doing that through expansions, looking at where else can we expand our services in the district so that you don't always just have to come to this main hub. Mm -hmm. What are we doing so that you can get into your clinics faster? What are we doing so that you can get your medication out the pharmacy faster? All of these processes. And then in doing that, some of our next steps now that we've gotten the quality part, mm -hmm. we want to focus on our customer service. So we have now internally started an initiative where we're saying is what are our patients experiencing when they get here and how can we make that as positive as possible? How can we improve in that? How can we all come together to play a role, not just for a new look and for new standards, but new mm -hmm. experience? Mm, wow. Yeah. Sounds like very, very exciting times. Absolutely. Can you walk us through a little bit of what was involved in the accreditation process work? Yeah. Like, what did it take for you guys? I know, like I said, through the grapevine, yeah. I heard that it was a very, very long journey. It was. But um, what did it take? What were the expectations of JCI yeah. um, for y'all to be able to get that gold seal? Yeah. So we had to, to rework, evolve, and expound on a lot of our policies and mm -hmm. procedures. And there were some that we had to include and incorporate that we may not have had initially. Some of the other things that we needed to do were focused around our facilities. Mm -hmm. So um, facility upgrades that talked about, well, what types of flooring, cabinet ceilings um, are going to be best to ensure that we are managing infection control. So you'll see that if you come here to the HSA recently and had to have an inpatient experience, meaning you had to stay with us overnight, mm -hmm. you'll see that those rooms have all been revamped. And so we're now looking at how do we put down flooring that not only feels more comfortable and homey, but that is also going to be better for um, cleanliness, that's going to be better for us to manage infection control, and that's going to be better mm -hmm. for the experience that you have. No one wants to come to the hospital and have to stay here. Mm -hmm. And so if we can make that as comfortable of an, of an experience as possible, then, then those types of physical structural infrastructure changes are going to contribute to that. 
Um, like I said, we mentioned a focus on medication management. We had to rewrite some processes around that. Um, we had to um, reframe essentially. It's, it's still the same process somewhat, but we had to reframe it to add some additional measures in there to make it safer, mm -hmm. right? And so when we talk about our, our safer matrixes, we had to go through and put all of our processes through um, a framework that, that really scrutinized it and said, this might be a great process, but if it mm -hmm. is it the best process it can be? Is it the safest that it can be? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you tweak it? In doing that, we then had to retrain our staff, reintroduce policies, um, and really spend some time internally learning the new way forward. Um, and then just looking at the organization as a whole, all of the processes that we had in place, and we had to go through every single one of them. So um, if you've ever had a procedure here in, in recent times, you'll see our OR team, for example, doing what we call a pre-surgical timeout. This is where we are gonna stop and we're gonna say who we have here, what our plan is for this procedure, what's mm -hmm. going to happen, all the steps, and make sure that everyone in the room understands this is John Brown, this is what John Brown is here to have, and, right. and John Brown also being included in that experience. What that means is when you go to sleep, you now know that everyone in this room has just confirmed for you mm -hmm. that we all know why we're here, we all know who we have, we all know what we're doing. It, it starts to alleviate anxieties that persons might have around mm -hmm. um, things that they might have seen on TV and shows in other hospitals, yes. um, experiences that they may have had firsthand or otherwise to know that we have looked at every single process at a granular level, gone through it with a fine tooth comb and said, hey, this process has to change, update. Um, these are the things that we need to do to make things safer and safety. And you, you hear me repeating it. And it's mm -hmm. not because I don't have other things to speak to, but it really, really is the core and the foundation of why we went through this process. Right. So patient safety being the number the one. The forefront. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So that sounds fantastic. And how did you prepare for um, even beginning the process? Like what was yeah. involved in the preparation um, of all of that? So to ensure that the process is um, non-biased, mm -hmm. JCI accreditors do not engage with the organization prior. So who is going right. to come? We don't know who's coming and, we, and they don't know um, when they're coming either. That is a oh, sign at a later date. But what they do have is a consultation team that you can engage with. And they're almost like two separate organizations. Mm -hmm. So inviting consultants to come and say, hey, this is our organization. These are our processes now. These are our policies. What are the things that we need to do to be mm -hmm. in line with the standards? Okay. So engaging with those consultants to help us to start the journey was one of those key things that we had done to ensure that we were really going to meet the targets of these standards. Mm -hmm. um, it's great as an organization when you have a view on what you think is the way forward, mm -hmm. but it's going to be important that we get that patient feedback. And so you'll notice, and some people may find it frustrating, but you'll notice that every time you come here for HSA for a service now, you might get a phone call, you might get an email saying, hey, how was your experience? Can you answer these questions for us? That was a major part in mm -hmm. us um, moving forward because we heard what you said. 
we heard you say, hey, by the way, we need people to come and check on us when we're waiting in a waiting room. What did we do? We hired more patient experience officers. We expanded on that team. We are coming up with a plan. Mm -hmm. We hear you saying, hey, we're concerned that when we call, we can't get our appointments or we're not sure who we spoke to the last time. We centralize that service. So, so that feedback that you give us through that um, patient feedback process mm -hmm. also influenced and spoke to a lot of the the decisions that we've made as we as we changed our processes to be in line with these strategies. So, um, consulting not just the JCI consultants, but consulting our service users because you guys are mm -hmm. the ones who are having the experience, Absolutely. right? And so, so that was a really important part of our process. Yes. And so that consultation, especially from the um, the users, will be something that will be ongoing. That will be ongoing. And yes. especially now that we've achieved the goal ceiling, we know that our processes, our standards, our policies are um, safe according to JCI standards. Our next focus is making sure that you have a good experience. Mm -hmm. Because it's great that we've checked all the boxes and all our checks and balances are in place from a clinical standpoint, from an operational standpoint, but how do you feel when you come here? How do right. you feel when you engage with our staff? How do you feel after you leave? And that is our next focus. Right, so you did the prepar uh, preparation. They obviously came in and they were pleased with the um, yes. standards that you put in place right. and you know updated processes. Um, I know for a fact that even some of, not some, all of your staff, had to now supply, you know, HR with documentation, Absolutely. proof of all their credentials. Yes. So it really has um, elevated, I think, you know, in the minds of the user. Yes. Um, what they now think of, okay, this person can say that they're a registered nurse, but yes. now they have had to prove it to someone. They have someone, had to prove it. Absolutely. And that accreditation is now on file and has been um, provided to the HSA. Yes. But, you know, what was the official date then that, that everything, they sort of signed off on everything and gave you that gold seal? So they, they came here yes. the first week of May. Okay. They spent seven days with us. And at the end of the seven days, they were able to give us a preliminary response to say, mm -hmm. based on what we've seen and heard here, we're okay. We feel that you guys have met the standards. And, and I think it's even important to note when we compare um, how many of the standards that we actually met in comparison to the rest of the world, it was actually quite significant. Yeah. So imagine there are a thousand standards that are a part of mm -hmm. the, the seventh edition, which is what the, the most recent set of standards for JCI were. And you will have organizations sometimes even having a hundred of those unmet and still meeting the overall expectation. Right. Imagine us having even significantly less of those unmet. So we only had about 30 that were partially met that we then still went back and improved on those mm -hmm. so that we could hit that 100%, right? And so even the feedback that we got from them compared to other international organizations who are larger, um, maybe even more comprehensive than us in terms of their size and, and, and their structure, we've still even surpassed some of those in, in this first um, attempt at accreditation, mm -hmm. which even the accreditation, the accreditors, sorry, um, were quite surprised by and even started to explore how we as HSA and some of our key players 
could maybe even consult for them when they're um, looking to accreditate to accredit um, hospitals in future. So, so the standards that we had set here in our first attempt were so significant that they thought, "Hey, can we help? Can we have you help wow. other organizations okay. who might go through this in future?" And and we really were taken aback and yes. and and sort of just elated that the efforts of all of our team coming together and and buying into this process and giving 110 percent mm -hmm. really spoke volumes to what the accreditors saw so they sent mm -hmm. back the official documentation and seal about two mm -hmm. weeks after they left and so yeah since mid-may we have been officially a jci accredited hospital here in the cape Islands. Wow. so a blueprint for others to follow. Absolutely. This is fantastic. Now, what about the sister islands? You know, we hear yeah. um, sometimes the sister islands feel like, hmm, this is fantastic that this is happening in Grand Cayman, but what about us? Yeah. So we took, we, we went in 100%. So we included our sister island um, hospitals and healthcare mm -hmm. centers. So Faith Hospital and Little Cayman Health Center, as well as all of our district clinics here on Grand Cayman are all accredited. Wow, that's Absolutely. fantastic. Yes. Well, congratulations um, to the entire Health Services Authority uh, team. It's, yeah. it's very, very important, I think, as a country yes. that the, um, you know, uh, sort of the hospital government owned and operated hospital has achieved yeah. this accreditation. And uh, we certainly look forward to hearing more in the future about the real term, you know, real world changes that will come yeah. out of this, I think, for, for patients in particular. Absolutely. And thanks. So thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for um, giving us this insight into JCI yeah. and um, what the accreditation process involved and just answering some of the questions that sort of the average person might have about all Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. Because it does sound yeah. exciting, but we, we like to be in the know here on, on our platform yeah. for sure. If you think quality and you think safety, we're hoping that you think the HSA. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so thank much. You.